Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hi. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. We all carry around a mind-blowing device in our pocket all the time. If you have a cell phone. Oh, I didn't know you were going. Well, maybe yours is mind-blowing. Mine is extremely inadequate. <laughs> if I show you my my device. Well, if you keep it in your pocket, oh, it must be mine right. is mind-blowing. Look at it. Look at it. Um, it's vascular. Yeah, I knew it. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Friday! Welcome in. Hello, T-Bone. Hello, common man. <laughs> How are thee? I'm distracted. How art thee with thine self and all thine goodness? We have uh, MLB Network on in here, and they've got some sort of interview thing. Wade Boggs was just on the TV. Yeah. And Wade Boggs, great mustache, um, ate the same meal every single game, before every single game. Grilled chicken breast. Yes. Had that. Uh, once upon a time, had hair restoration surgery. That too, hair restoration surgery, because mm-hmm. he was, you know, thinning hair, going bald. Yeah, right. Did some commercials for it, and now he's he's gone the complete opposite way, which is where he looks like a like a country band from the seventies, just long, oh, lots flowing. Of hair. You're saying ginger lots of hair. hair? Yes. I haven't. I, I wish I would have seen it. It's a rule on this show. Once once common man references something on our television will i will never, never see back. it again it if if you mentioned wade boggs there i will never see it again so i'm and again up. this is what they teach you in uh, in broadcasting school mm-hmm. we started one of the shows this week we did an entire opening segment talking about the afterlife and god and the existence of all those things yeah they teach you to discuss religion and what you're watching on tv <laughs> on the radio that's what they teach you oh, i see what you're talking about with wade boggs where he's got the he it's 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 heavy. Yeah, he's gone all head. the way. Who does he look like? It is it is going to bug me. He definitely looks like a country music singer. And the answer is all of them. Well, you think about that. Yeah, we got I a big program. A good, today. You're a good resource for country music too. I know. Absolutely, you love it. degenerate T Bone coming up at four forty eight. Tool of the week in the five o'clock hour. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone nine seven one. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. You uh, you made me watch the NBA last I did. night. I did. I watched it. Grizzlies and Timberwolves, based on your recommendation. And I just want to point out that I was cursing your name all night long. Why were you cursing? Because I name? was annoyed watching this game. Why were you annoyed? Because that was it was a frustrating game to watch. How Cause so? Because what do you mean? How so? Why are you doing this to me now? Well, I'm asking. Now you're like, oh, how so? Why? Huh? <laughs> Because I know you, I know what annoys you, but I I also enjoyed watching the Grizzlies come back and find a way to win against the Timberwolves. That's fine, but this wasn't a regular comeback. I was amazed. I was amazed at the stupidity of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know anything about this team, right? I hear you talking about Carl Anthony Towns and stuff like that. I don't know anything about anyone who's playing in these games. 
But I'm sitting there, and I'm so frustrated. I don't care who wins or loses. I don't care about the Timberwolves. I am so frustrated watching this game because I could not believe they could be so stupid. They weren't just blowing a lead. What was it, a 23 to nothing run? That yeah, the Grizzlies had right. in this yeah. game, and the Timberwolves during that time did not even call a timeout. No, they did not. It was it was pretty jarring to watch, Mike. Uh, have you ever watched a pro basketball game that you can recall? And I know you watch a ton of them. Where not once but twice, the the team that was dominating the game because Minnesota was dominating parts of this game, they had two quarters where they scored twelve points. It was brutal. It was Half, brutal to watch. They, they It was the second quarter and the fourth quarter, which if you didn't follow this game at all, didn't watch it, Minnesota got up big in the first quarter, like looked like it was going to be a rout, and then Memphis clawed back into it. Just after halftime, they really got a big run going. But then, you know, Minnesota went on a run, and then in the fourth quarter, they again had 12 points, did Minnesota. It was, it's it's not great. If you're trying to go out there and shock the world and beat the Grizzlies, Timberwolves had their fans. There was game three. It's at their place. And they had got a game up in Memphis. So they win this one. It goes 2-1 to Minnesota. It it looked like they had all the momentum going their way. And not once but twice did they blow a huge 20-point lead. That's You can't do that. Not, I did not, not allowed. I did not see uh, Barkley's comments during the game, but I read I read them afterwards. And look, man, I don't always agree with Charles Barkley. I do respect the hell out of him because he just doesn't care what people think. You know, so many ex-jocks, they get into broadcasting and they feel like they still have to please people. Because they have to go talk to these coaches and the players and they don't want any awkward situations like, hey man, you said this about me and then they have to backtrack. Barkley does not care about any of that. Here's what he said about the Timberwolves last night. Tell you what though, one of my things I always believe happened tonight. I don't believe that there's dumb kids. I think they just have bad parents. These Timberwolves are dumb because their coaches are dumb. Mm. He also called the uh, collapse embarrassing for basketball. <laughs> All he's, right. not, he's not wrong. It no, was and Shaq, Shaq was collapse. in on it too. I mean, he wasn't as strong as that, but all those guys at the desk, they couldn't believe what the hell was going on. Neither could I. So not. I know you don't watch a ton of NBA, but... Were you shocked by the type of shots that Minnesota was taking yes, there? Because because even when they were playing well and scoring points, they were still just passing the ball around the perimeter, taking stupid outside shots. They were contested, but they were hitting them. Yeah, well, that and that is something that is if you haven't watched a lot of NBA recently, that's what it that's what it looks like now. I mean, that's partially why I enjoy watching the Grizzlies and a few other teams that have a guy like John Morant, although last night wasn't his best game, he couldn't get past half court a couple times because Patrick Beverly was all over him. But I like watching teams that have a guy who goes to the lane and tries to get points in the paint because there are so many teams that just whip the ball around and hit these ridiculous threes. Man, I mean, Golden State does that a lot of times, right? Where you watch Golden State and some of the stuff that they pull off, you're like, I don't know where these shots are coming from. I watched a couple highlights from that game last night too. And by the way, this is the most NBA I'm ever going to talk you, ever. You, boy, you are Unless all a team over it comes today. to Columbus, this is the most NBA I'm ever going to talk. Uh-huh. But I watched some of the highlights from that game. And yes, Steph Curry is, you know, he's shooting from the outside all the time, but he had a dagger late in that game where he just drove right to the hoop and Yes, yes. He didn't he didn't give a crap. That's right. That there, ball was going in. I mean, it, it is certainly not like just a three-point exhibition from them, but yeah, the Warriors have this death lineup they like to roll out there now, which is a very interesting thing that they do. 
they are they are looking as good as anyone in the NBA. But Timberwolves back to their struggles. You can't choke that game away. They had two chances where they got up that big, and I thought after the second run where they got up twenty one or twenty three, whatever they were, I and they're thought, playing at home. Yeah, I thought that's it. Okay, the Grizzlies fought back. They made this a game. Now Minnesota's got on their second run. That's probably going to be the end of that. And then we got to I don't know like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it was a tied game, or or the Grizzlies took the lead. I mean, it was it was amazing how quickly they were able to get back in that game, and that's because you know things have changed in the NBA. It's it's I like watching the new style of play that you have in the NBA, but it is definitely different if people haven't been checking it out. Recently. It was it was homework for me. I did it. I appreciate. I was you frustrated. Doing Kristen came in and said, "Why are you watching this?" Because I told T Bone I would watch it. No, you said because of Scooney Penn. Scoon. That's why I'm watching it. Scooney Scooney Penn on the bench for Memphis. Mm-hmm. Of course, D'Angelo Russell playing for Minnesota. Uh, Reds hosting the Cardinals tonight. Teddy will be watching. Red legs two and ten. I know you said that you hate your team and it's funny bad now, but it's never funny bad when you're playing the Cardinals, right? I mean, you're not secretly rooting for the Cardinals tonight. No, and plus my guy Hunter Green's on the mound, That's so right. I'm all in. Yeah, let's go. All right. I figured out, by the way, who Wade Boggs looks like. Who's that? Uh, our guy, Unknown Stuntman, sent us a little tweet. I want you to Google the band Alabama, Mike. Are you aware of Alabama? I mean, I'm they're, aware of them. I can't. They're coming here. They're alive? Ted's, yeah, Ted's going. He'll be front row for that one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of your, yeah. 18-wheeler. Yeah. Oh. Roll on 18-wheelers. Roll on, baby. Yeah. Go look up Alabama. Wade Boggs looks like every member of Alabama. That's who it is. <laughs> that's, that is who Wade Boggs looks like. Mm-hmm. Spot on assessment by you, Unknown Stuntman. Good job. All right. Uh, Guardians going for their fourth in a row tonight in the Bronx with the Yankees. First place, Guardians? First place? Sweeping feels, out the White Sox? Feels pretty good if you're a Guardians fan. wonder how many people who are like, I'll never buy a Guardians anything are like on the website buying it now because they're first place team you want to well, represent. I mean, I don't know if they're doing it now. Sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Seven and five. Oh, hey, first place though. But yes, first Come place. On. But get in there. Okay. Get that get that gear on. You got to do it. What did you uh what did you make yesterday of Miguel Cabrera? Coming up, talking about the Yankees, because obviously the Guardians are playing. I right. have that next. Do you want to do it now? Well, we can do it now or later. We can talk about it whenever you want. Well, ask me the question. I'll answer it. Are you a fan of a guy sitting on 2,999 hits? And then with, I mean, it's a, it's a competitive game to some degree, right? Yeah, it's a three-run game. Yeah. You decide we're going to do something strategically that doesn't give the fans a chance. This is in the eighth inning. Probably going to be his last at bat of that game. A lot of fans there at Comerica Park to watch that. Here's my thoughts on that. I don't care. If I'm the Yankees, I don't care about the Tiger fans. Of course not. I'm I'm doing what I can to win this game. If the 21,000 drunks are unhappy with that decision, I don't care. Yeah. Now, I I bit him in the ass. Yeah, I don't think they were doing it to... Throw it in the face no, of the Tigers I fans. I don't, I don't think, think so. they were doing it to avoid anything happening. I think they were just looking at it saying, this is what we are trying to avoid here is this guy getting this moment, but also making this lead insurmountable. Three-run lead, know, not insurmountable. At that I don't point. know who was hitting behind him. Whoever was wound up driving in a couple runs, and it bit him in the ass. Yeah. But clearly they thought, I'm going to take my chances with this other guy and not Miguel Cabrera. I don't think it had anything to do with 3,000 hits. I really no, don't. I, I don't. I don't get that vibe either. I do think, and we can talk about this next segment, I do feel like everybody who produces a sports talk show, 
like across the country and especially the people like ESPN who have to fill three hours with talking heads on TV. When they saw this moment happen, there were group texts firing up left oh, and right course. going, of we've course. got gold, baby. Four hours tomorrow. We can do this. But here's why I can't watch those shows, because I just gave you my thoughts on it. And I don't think there's anything more to say. In my opinion, the Yank, it had nothing to do with Miguel Cabrera sitting on 2,999 hits. But I wouldn't be able to fill seven minutes of conversation on that topic. And that's what they do. They shove it down your throat for seven minutes. Seven minutes. They do seven. I mean, it has probably been between that and the NBA stuff. That's all they've talked about all day. Right? Yeah. I mean, on on most of these talking head shows, every time I looked up, I saw Yankees. I saw Yankees and Miguel Cabrera. I saw that constantly. Well, and are the Jets going to trade for Kyler Murray? Oh, right. That's what I've seen all week, too. Hey, there you go. Another New York angle. Got to work that in. Jim Harbaugh is making some money. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Hudson. Plan about a 10-minute slowdown. Traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Going back to the Yankees intentionally walking Miguel Cabrera yesterday. Miguel Cabrera is one hit away from 3,000. I don't think anything of it. It didn't work out for the Yankees, but it was the right decision. Everybody after the game said, yeah, I totally get it, including Miguel Cabrera. Here's what he said. My on-base percentage went up. He said, and we scored two runs. That's the beauty of baseball. I'd rather go 0 for 3 and see my team win. Good quote by him. His manager, A.J. Hinch, said his obligation, talking about Aaron Boone's obligation, manager of the Yankees, is to his own team and their chances of winning. He had the matchup behind Miggy that he wanted, so you could see it coming. I know our fans responded accordingly, but I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame the fans at all for having that reaction. No, I I understand... They have a different reason for being there than the manager of the Yankees does. Uh, Here's what Aaron Boone had to say. The left on left, I felt like the matchup. I just liked it a little bit better in that situation. And it came down to a baseball call for me there. Tough decision. And I thought Lucas executed a pitch and got the soft contact. But he just dumped it in there. So tough call, but one I had to make. Yeah. I mean, look. We talk sometimes about how Major League Baseball needs a reminder that they're a spectator sport. But I think sometimes the fans need a reminder that managers and players are out there to try and win the game. 
Right. I think there is a difference between trying to win a ball game and then just being absurd, right? This it's not absurd in the eighth inning of a ball game to say we're only down three runs and if we let it go here, this is going to be really not that three runs is easy to overcome, but that's a lot easier to fathom overcoming than if you get down five or six. And so yeah, I don't I don't blame a manager for taking it into that consideration. And Aaron Boone certainly was in his rights to do that. Um I, I think for people who would say, how could he not know or how could he not be aware? I'm sure he's aware. I'm sure he was aware, but what does that have to factor in to his decision? Yeah, he doesn't for? he doesn't have an obligation to give this guy a pitch to hit and say, let's see what he does. No. You don't have that obligation. And in fact, I, I could even see a place where as much as Aaron Boone knew going into the game, the situation probably was aware of it throughout the game. Probably as soon as the fans started booing, he also was very aware of it. But we've seen journalists in our profession, Mike, not that we're journalists, but we read them all the time here. We've seen them do things and say things or ask questions in these press conferences where sometimes you and I look at each other and go, what in the world is that person asking? Like, what are they even thinking about? And and the only thing that we've ever come to as an explanation is either they're really dumb or they're just so locked into like their sport and their thing and the, the, the article they're writing that they can't see how fans would see it. They can't see how anybody else outside of that would see it. They're just stuck in their little box of what they're trying to get from a from a person, from a press conference, because they have an idea for an article they're writing. And then you hear their question and go, where is that coming from? What are right. they talking about? I could see Aaron Boone in the moment. He is tasked with winning baseball games, looking at it in the moment and saying, this is my matchup. These are the percentages. This is what I'm doing. And then as soon as that happens he probably realizes oh man <laughs> when we walk in these fans are not going to like it but i'm sure his first thought was not what do i do about miguel cabrera's 3000th hit no he doesn't care the first thought of course was what's best for the team he shouldn't care he's locked in on that first and then everything else is secondary jim harbaugh is making some money he had a house in atherton california that he bought in 2012 for $6.3 million, right after his first season with the 49ers. So I don't know if he spends a lot of time in this house during the offseason. Who knows? I mean, it's not the only property he owns, clearly. He's a very rich guy. He's been in Ann Arbor for a while. Has had varying success. Sure. Uh, He just sold it, though. I told you he bought it for $6.3 in 2012. He sold it for $11.78 million. The asking price, though, was $13 million. So didn't get the asking price, but still almost doubled his money on this real estate investment in 10 years. Let him live. I mean, there are times where this could go south, right? But by and large, like you said, that was he had made plenty of money in college and, of course, in his NFL career prior to getting the job with the Niners. But what does he do when he gets another big check from the Niners? Goes out and buys property not the worst thing you can do right to buy some property as long as it's in a good place you know where you're buying it he you're, i don't know how much he lived in it either mike but now all these years on he's been able to get all the money back that he put into it and then double it that's <laughs> that works out pretty well for you i assume he has a very nice house in ann arbor that he owns according to this website he also owns a beachside home uh in the san diego area yeah, where right. he played for the Chargers, and he was at San Diego coaching there before he moved on to Stanford. So yeah, he's got property. He's all right, and he and having a couple properties in California has probably done him well as far as making some money. But I, I wonder for those guys, like 
he doesn't need the extra six million he just banked off of that. I mean, everyone could use it, but he doesn't need it. His his Michigan contract every year pays no, him more. He's, than a, he's that. okay, but when you get that check, when you have that moment, we've all if you've ever purchased a house or maybe even just bought a car or anything like that. Certainly, if you've sold something of that level and made some profit on it. I, I mean, most people have a nice little celebratory dinner or maybe you have a, a little something that you feel good about being done with that transaction. What does he do when, when you sell something and it nets you $6 million? Even he's got all the money in the world. Does he go out and just have a nice night out on the town? Or does milk he even, and steak, baby. Does he just sip some milk, chew on his steak and say, oh, that was a nice day. And then he goes right back to coaching football. He and that's doesn't it. strike me as a type of guy who can celebrate things. Right. You know, I think that's true. Like he's probably on to the next thing. And I don't know what it's like also to make money on a house. I mean, <laughs> I, I would make if I sold my current house, I'd make a lot of money, just like a lot of people would. And then what are you going to do? With Th- that's that money? the thing, though, is that you're going to go and buy something else and pay twice as much for something you don't like as much. Right? right. But the first house that I bought here in Columbus, it was right before the housing bubble. It was new construction. I paid $175,000 for this house. Mm-hmm. Was in that house five years, sold the house for $142,000. Oh, no. And I can tell you what I did that night. Not- Cried. <laughs> there was, there was yeah, no yeah. celebration. No celebration on that. And I had, to, I had to get out of this house because the community had almost turned into a rental community. Mm. And so if you didn't sell it then, the, the values were just going to continue to go down. Yeah. And I put money into this house, too. What's crazy, and I know what you're saying, but I bet that house now is not 140 grand. No, I'm sure it's like, not 140 no, I, I grand. What, but I know that's what you're. I know exactly also what you're saying. And 15 years later, yes, that's what I'm. That's my point. Is that it? Well, when did Harbaugh buy this house? 2012, 10 years ago. Okay, so that, my point being, if you can stay with it for a while, like as, again, most of us must be nice. Would love to have bought house number one. And then kept it, and then buy house number two, yeah, house number sure. three, like an NFL coach does. But those guys, they just, those properties could just sit there. He can have someone come by once every few months and check on the property. He can swing through there for a couple vacations a year, and that property is just going to sit there gaining value until he decides. All yeah, right, now nice. I'll officially sell it. Good for him that he could do it. But uh, yeah, I kind of wish I kind of wish he would have lost money on it, but he didn't. Michigan State is cheapening out, cheaping out, cheapening out. I think cheaping out well, is whatever. where we'd go. Who cares? Michigan State is cheap. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing heavy backups on I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. It is blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Hudson. Please be very careful. Plan about a 10-minute slowdown as things get cleaned up. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. 
Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. The fan is joining 10TV and the Ohio Education Association to honor classroom heroes. Teachers and educators need our support and recognition more than ever. We're proud to announce this week's hero, Adam Rex, a school social worker in the Westerville City Schools. Nominate teachers, coaches, or staff members who you think deserve special recognition. Head to 971thefan.com slash heroes. Uh, Micah got a few tweets to read to you. One is from Raj, who asked if you're doing okay. He Why? said, because he said, is everything all right with Common Man? I heard him talking NBA for a second. I thought I was dialed into the wrong station. <laughs> so, hey. What's happening, right. Raj? Raj knew what's up. Doesn't hear a lot of NBA talk on, on this show, and that's fine. I love the NBA. You're not a big fan. It's okay. So, we, you know, we split the difference. But guess what? Playoffs are here. We'll talk it occasionally. Don't worry about that. Uh, Brandon said, just had Popeyes for lunch and wanted to get your opinion. Now, I personally... Not Brandon saying this is a T-bone. I think this is a philosophical question he's about to present to us. When do you eat the biscuit from Popeye's? I eat it at the end with some honey like a, a nice little dessert. Which is a, a fascinating question. Brandon's saying that or you're saying No, that? Brandon says, when do you eat the biscuit? I eat it at the end with some okay. honey like a nice little dessert. Well, I can already tell what your answer is going to be. Because if you, you're not aware of this, T-bone is not normal when it comes to eating food. <laughs> you should know that by listening to this show so that I'm not normal. if T-bone's got a burger and fries, mm-hmm. he will not take a burger, take a bite of fries, take two bites of burger, take a bite of fries. What he will do is he will eat his entire fries yep. all at once, yep. wait for the burger to get cold. But he's got to finish all those fries and then hammer the burger down. So I'm guessing when you go to Popeye's, it's, I got to eat all my mashed potatoes or whatever the hell you get all at once, then maybe the biscuit and then the chicken. Am I right? Yeah. Biscuit is the uh, palate cleanser. It's in the middle of the meal. It's like a sorbet. It's like a, yeah. Refreshes you. I'm big on the Cajun fries. I'll just do that. So I'll eat all the Cajun fries and then a biscuit and then I'll go into the tenders and they're delicious. And I, by the way, I eat quick. There's no... I'm like I'm like I'm sitting there waiting for like some pack of wolves to chase me down and I've just found a meal in the forest and I just gobble it down and then I'm right back on to the next thing. Let me so tell you, so you, th- nothing you may gets think cold. you eat quick. There is no faster eater in the world than former fan anchor DR Railsback. I've never seen DR oh put it down. Oh my god, I went to, I've eaten many meals with him. But when he eats chicken wings, Mm. I'm actually looking at him, thinking in my head, do I still remember how to do the Heimlich? <laughs> That's how quick he eats. <laughs> where I'm concerned, because he's not chewing. He's like a boa constrictor. You I can see. see it going down his throat. He is not chewing his food. Then he spits the bone back out afterwards. Right. He Hits just takes right the whole in the thing face. in his mouth. He does a trick with his tongue, and then out comes the bone. I eat my biscuit with... The rest of the meal, I'll have a bite of chicken, a bite of biscuit, a bite of mac and cheese, and I alternate. I don't Mm. save the biscuit for the end. See, I feel like the way I eat is the way, like, I, again, I feel like I eat in a very utilitarian, like, I'm not doing this for fun. wonderful in East Berlin. (laughs) I'm just like, I've got this little portion to get to, and then I got this other portion, and then I've got this next portion, and I don't know why, I didn't even realize I did it until one time I ate with you, and you were like... You always do that? And I'm like, what? And you're like, eat all your sides and then go eat your main dish? And I'm like, I I had never you realized. You had no idea? No, I had no idea that I did that. I don't know why that started with me, but it's just, I guess my brain is like, you've got tasks, so complete all your, move your on kids from eat one like task. That? No. 
And they I, eat like and, normal people. Yeah. And I try now to eat more normal. Like when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, eat a bite of chicken or something. Try something else. Like, come on. This is supposed to all mix. I feel like you or most normal people eat more like, you know, I picture Napoleon probably ate like a, like normal people do, where he just walks around and is like, oh, Napoleon. I'll have a bite of the apple and discard it into this ether, and then I'll have a little bit of chicken leg and then throw it away. Like, First of all, he's Napoleon British now in, in your... I'm not going to try to do a French accent. I don't know. All right. I, I felt like British was more safe. I don't know why. I will eat a bite of the chicken. That's my horrible French accent. I'm just accent. saying, or maybe, you know what, Napoleon's not the right one. Like, uh, who was, who had... Uh, Louis something or other. Louis the Fourteenth was that the I one? Had a King Louis, one of the French, Louis? French kings. Yeah, one of the Louis. He had Versailles. Yeah, or if Versailles. you're from Ohio, Versailles. Anyway, like that, I picture that guy walked around and didn't ever. He he enjoyed eating all pieces of meal, but never finished any meal. I see, because he was just like, I'll taste a little of everything. He was very decadent, is what I'm saying. Meanwhile, all the all the people are outside starving. Yes, and he's right. just taking, and he's one just bite taking of a bite of this and a bite away. of that. I'm saying I'm eating the fries first in my brain. Maybe it's because somewhere, maybe in a past life, I was, I don't know, someone who didn't have a lot of food. I Because clearly I'm, eat, I'm making up for it now. You believe in past lives? Not really, but okay. if it's there, I'm, I'm into it. Like, I'd be down with that. I hope there's future lives. I hope, like, I hope there are future lives and we just, this is the first one. But you, I, you don't want to have past lives? No, I'm saying I'd be for all of that. Oh, I'm just okay. saying I don't remember my past life. I would, I would well, hope I, that it, I guess you don't remember it. I would hope you'd, I want, I want to though. Wouldn't you appreciate Why? Because if you became like, if you came from like a horsefly and then you were the best horsefly ever and it made you like a person. Oh, so you think. Wouldn't you think that must have been like a reward to yeah. some degree? I don't know. Well, that's a whole nother. That's now, interesting. That's a whole nother topic. Cause maybe it's not. Maybe the horsefly is the reward. I don't want to live again. No. I hope you're given the choice. Ah, I see. Yeah, I hope yeah, it's just yeah. not like, oh, okay, here's your new body. I want the choice. I would just hover over everybody and watch. If it was a non-human thing, what would be the thing you, if you're forced to come back as anything? I don't want to be an animal. No, I'm I'm saying you have to, this is called, you. Ha, this is called Let's Play Radio and okay. you have right, to pick right, something. Fine, fine, fine. What would you come back as? Would you come back, let's ask this, as a land creature a creature of the air that can fly around or creature of the sea. Hmm. Where would you start? Because I think I'd want to give the water a whirl. I'd want to see what's going on I down there. I think I'd like to fly. Flying? Yeah, okay. I think I'd like to be an eagle. Yeah, that's not bad. Everyone looks up to you. Well, you, they can't kill you. Can't can't touch you. Can't touch you. No, you're not if allowed to do anything. If you nest someplace, they just have to like shut down that area completely. Oh, yeah. There's an eagle nest here. Can't go by this tree. There's an there's an eagle nest not too far from the radio station, and I don't know if it's the city of Grandview or Columbus or whoever it is right there that it's near. There's a little parking lot carved out, and you can go park and look across the river at this eagle. They sing songs about you. Oh, yeah. Seal's the- not singing any songs about fly like a radio host or talk like a radio host. <laughs> He's singing about eagles, though. Wouldn't it stink, though, if you came back as a bald eagle, but you were in a country where they're like, oh, we don't give a crap about eagles. And they like, just eat them? Yeah, eat them as food. They're like, no one cares. They are not. A, in fact, that's like maybe that country's not too fond of America. And they're like, that's viewed as a symbol mm-hmm. of America. So go hunt any eagle you want to. And then you're like, I'm a bald eagle. And then you realize you're in the wrong place. If you could drop back as a human being, not as an animal. Yeah. Any time in history, just for a day, you don't have to live there. Oh, just swing in, check swing out in, the place. Check it out. Leave. Where would you go? Ooh. 
I'm think. Oh man, I, as long as I don't have to do any like physical labor, that's the problem. Because you know, physical, you drop it in for a day. Right, right. I know. Um, I think I would probably. I'll tell you where I'd like to go. I'd like to go to the era that my parents talk about as being the good old days. When is that? I don't like. I don't know. The sixties, seventies, like sixties, late separate 60s. bathrooms. No, I'm saying like hiding under your desk in an air raid drill. There's there's no good time. Right? Any time yes, where you're like, that's those what are the good old saying. days. There's no real There's no, good time. You know what the good old days is? When you're young and innocent and don't have responsibilities. Right. That's the good old days. I'm go- People I'm who saying, are 12 years old right now think this is the good old days. Yeah. I'm saying I would be going with a pad of, I would have like a pad of paper and a note in a, in a pen and I would be taking notes on all the horrible things that are going on in the news and I'd come back and be like, hey, remember when you said the good old days? Here's what you were missing out right. on. Here's all the horrible crap that was happening you just didn't know about because you were 15. We're paying attention. Big, bold letters. Vietnam. It says right, right on the <laughs> right. top of the yeah, paper. That was not. They were too young to go to Vietnam. So they didn't. Right, they didn't care. So it was like, well, that was bad. But, you know, we're in high school. You know, junior high and high school. They weren't thinking about that. I'd go to ancient Egypt. I'd go 3,000 years back. Oh, you'd go that far. I would check out Egypt. Yeah. You don't strike me as someone who would enjoy Egypt. Not because of, you know, like pyramids. I'm sure you'd enjoy all that. But the heat. Well, I mean, it's a day. It's a day, I but deal it's, with it it's for a, a day. whole day. Yeah, I'll go in the winter. Oh, yeah. Probably that's cooler. Good. Yeah, that's how, that's, how the, that's how the equator works. I agree. Egypt fascinates the hell out of me. Egypt's not quite on the equator. Maybe it is. It's close. close. It's Pretty close. close. I'm saying you'd be hot no matter what. Yeah. Egypt is fascinating, It fascinates man. the hell out of me, these people. I think I would actually go back as far, because you know we have all these civilizations that we're just finding out about. We talked a few weeks ago or last week about like first people that made bread. And how they figured out, oh, it may have actually been way older than we thought. I'd like to go back to when that was happening and see what that, because I tend to think that was, you know, a, a very rudimentary understanding of cooking or, or civilization. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you get there and they've got like their version of the New York Times. They're all playing Wordle. I don't know. Well, what's fascinating to me is that you can have a society that on one hand is so advanced. They're able to build these things that fascinate us to this day. Yes. Right. And they're able to, if an old person has cataracts, they, they found these ancient tools where they can suck out the cataract. Yes. I mean, it's mind boggling. They figured that out. Medical procedures. They could do it. And yet a cat walks by and they kneel down and start worshiping it. Well, that's what I'd want to get to the bottom of. Did they, or were they like, Hey, let's, let's just throw everybody off in case they really, let's put some cats on here just to, we don't want anybody to know what we were really doing. As they've got like a Blackberry and they're just like sending texts to the future. Yeah, right. <laughs> the aliens are helping them. Hey guys, I came with a fun name. Nostradamus for all this crap we're sending forward. What do you think? And then right. they just send it up there. We were going to talk to you about Michigan State. We, we didn't. Will, we can still. But we'll do it next. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups coming from Hudson Street. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeyCareers.com. Rumpke is now hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-in bonus. No CDL? Paid training is available. Apply at RumpkeyCareers.com or visit Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3 to apply in person. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. It is Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Before we get to the Michigan State thing, which is 20 minutes old at this point. <laughs> crew with some big news today. Uh, this is significant. Jeff Carlisle from ESPN tweets this out. Sources tell ESPN that the crew have agreed to terms with the Colorado Rapids to trade Giassi Zardes to Colorado for an initial outlay of $300,000 in 2022 GAM. More GAM. On, more on GAM. GAM. More on what that means in a second. Uh, that amount could increase if incentives are met. Zardes had to waive the no trade clause to get this deal done. Deal still needs league approval, but that will happen. GAM stands for general allocation money. This is a way Major League Soccer has done to give teams a chance to spend money above the salary cap. So think of this like if you were looking at a league where there's a luxury tax. This is like, hey, you can waive $300,000 worth of salary that would count towards a luxury tax. So what it means is, they're getting a bunch of cash back to go out and sign someone else who could replace Jossie's artist, but that player's not here now. They're not getting a player back in return for Jossie's artist. And I don't know if you're aware of what Jossie's artist's reported role on the team is, but it is to score goals. Have the crew been scoring goals of no, late, Mike? They have not. They haven't scored a goal from the run of play in over a month. It's not good. No. Um, so in the short term, I don't know who's scoring goals for this team. Not that Miguel Berry is bad, but he's he's not really shown it yet this year. And they're basically saying, "Well, good news, buddy, you're the guy." So I don't I don't know what the plan is here with this, unless there's some else other part of this news is coming. I can't imagine you trade away a player like Jossie Zardes without having something else coming sooner than later to fix that issue. But I'll miss Jossie a lot, man. He's a good player, good dude in the community. Got this team back to a championship level. Was one of the key pieces for that MLS Cup team in 2020. So, Jossie, I wish you nothing but the best going forward, except when you play the crew. Crew and Kansas City tomorrow night. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. Michigan State paying their uh, football coach a lot of money, but apparently can't spend any money for their social media accounts. Yeah, they tweeted this out uh, from the at MSU underscore football account. We are looking for student volunteers. And then they have a graphic that shows... You know, Photoshop, Lightroom, Adobe Premiere, like all these, all these symbols of design work, whether it's, you know, graphic design, photo editing, visual video stuff. They want you to come and do all that stuff for them and they want you to volunteer. They actually say email resume and portfolio to this email address, which I don't need to give you, but whatever. Um, you can go see that and go if you want to go volunteer you have to be for a student them. because I don't want to pay anything. Well, that's the problem, right? You're you're paying your head coach a hundred million dollars to coach the football team, but the guys who are gonna and gals who are gonna be in charge of making all the video and stuff to promote the football team, we want you to volunteer as a student. Now, I understand there's a lot of things you do as a student on campus, 
where you're learning and gaining experience and you're gaining a thing on your resume. That's all well and good, but Michigan State could absolutely afford to pay you like 10 or 12 bucks an hour to do this stuff while you're still working towards a degree, right? I mean, you're going to be giving up your time that you could be spending on studying. It's not like these guys are going to be on, if you want to make the argument about football players, right? Well, they get a lot out of it. These guys, a lot of these people are not on scholarship that are going to be getting the chance to do this. So I don't know why you would say volunteer, like just say, Hey, here's the, here's what we pay, but we're only paying students to do it. You can certainly do that if you want to, I would think. Uh, The NCAA has approved an appeals process for targeting fake injury reporting, uh, banning fake quarterback slides. This is known as the Kenny Pickett rule because he did this last year at Pitt. Pitt? Here's what it is. So, look, we have uh, review targeting review in games right now where they can go back and say, yes, it was targeting, yes, it wasn't targeting, and fix that. However, stupidly, they did not have a rule where if you get called for targeting in the second half, that week you can go back and look at it and say, does this person really deserve to be suspended for the first half of the next game? Right. And now they're going to have that. Good. I mean, that's, that's correcting a major oversight in that policy, correct? I mean, that's, yes, that's the best way to go about it. I, I don't think. know why it's, it's taken this long to do it, but they've finally done it. Uh, fake injury reporting. We've seen this too. A lot of coaches are pissed off because with high-powered offenses, they feel like defenses are taking dives out there and faking injuries to slow things down. There's, and we said at the time, yes, in an ideal world, does this exist? No. But I, I don't know how you're going to go and say, oh, yeah, this injury and look good enough. It's not real. Well, I mean, right. I, For those who would say, I know when it's fake and when it's real. You're telling me that a player, if they get hit in the knee and they feel a pain or they feel something that makes them think, uh-oh, this might be like a season-ending type injury, they stay on the ground for a second and then... You know, you you ever see what the doctors do when they come out and they feel around their knee or their ankle and they move it a little bit and they go, everything, everything feels all right. Like it's not an MRI, but they can quickly assess a good doctor can quickly assess a lot of times. Hey, it looks like structurally right now, everything seems all right, but I need you to get up and walk on it and let's see how it feels then. And if they they stand up and walk on it and go, ah, it just, it really stung or it freaked me out because it felt bad for a second, but I guess I just tweaked it. I didn't actually rip or tear anything. So that then what? You hold the player out for a quarter? And like, it's not just what are we that. Doing? Prove that I don't have a cramp. Yeah. Prove that I'm not cramping right now. Yeah, I guess if it's blatantly obvious, they'll go back retroactively. I mean, there was some talk about doing this during a game and then penalizing a team. They're not going to do that. No. What they're going to do is, you know, the opposing coach will send in some film saying, we think there was sneaky business. The NCAA will look at it. I can't really see any punishments coming down from this. No, I don't I don't think so either. The only thing maybe that they do, like you said, is if they establish a pattern with a school where they're like every in the fourth quarter of every game, I guess you have seven guys, especially when you're losing like that. I could see if you can establish this has happened over a period of weeks. Now you're getting a fine or something. Maybe that's the way you do it, but it can't be on an individual basis where they're like, nope, that's fake. Don't, don't let that no, guy I come know, out. But if I, were the, if I were the coach, I'd say, well, yeah, of course we have more injuries in the fourth quarter. It's late in the game. Our guys are fatigued. Well, I'm, I'm guessing a way you could bat that down is to have a statistical analysis of all of college football and say, here's what the average is. Here's where you are. 
Right. You're you're way above average. So either you need to fire your strength and conditioning team because apparently they can't get your guys hydrated before games or you're doing this on purpose. So one of the two. Michigan guys can't let it go from six years ago. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Morse Road westbound at Cleveland Avenue. It is causing slowdowns in that area. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful. Police are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Plan on some heavy backups in the meantime. Starting report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is now hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-up bonus. No CDL? Paid training is available. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or visit Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3 to apply in person. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Maybe if you don't, didn't spend so much time thinking about the ball joke you were going to put in mm, Sports Center, you could have right. filled yeah. it out a little bit better. Yeah. It's good, though, Timmy. Ran like out it. of them, you know? I know. I got it. Double dudes. You could have been like... Two uh, dudes, one ball. Could have been like Keels. Just walked out of the studio before I the did, music's I over. I didn't want to. I wanted to... Take a deep breath, slow down, mm-hmm. fill it out. Thank you, Timmy. Mm. You're welcome. Cooch! Good. <laughs> what, what about him? <laughs> Not playing. He's out. That's too bad. But Gooch, he's in. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't either. Matt Coocher update. Gooch! What's the tournament this weekend? Well, Tim just said it's the Double Dude event down in New Orleans. I wasn't listening. It's the Zurich Classic. It's a team event, and that's what they're doing. So you get to pair up that's with a buddy of yours, and you know, it's pairs. So it could have been Cooch and Gooch. We it it could have been. Cooch, yeah. We could have had the Cooch and Gooch pairing, pairing, and we didn't get it. Nope. That's too bad. I saw this on 11 Warriors. JT Barrett uh, was up in, I guess, I guess, Northeast Ohio, Toledo, Northwest Ohio. I'm sorry. Got my directions all messed I, I up. I know, yeah. You right, know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Northwest Ohio, doing an interview. And whoever was interviewing him, I guess, asked him about the spot. Right? This is from 2016 oh, now. We're, thank God we're still getting answers on the that The fourth one. down run, ball was spotted, first down Ohio State. Michigan fans think it's the worst call in the history of the world. I'll tell you right now. And I'm willing to admit when I think a call is generous. You know that. I have been on the record many times saying I would not have thrown the flag in the national championship game against Miami for pass interference in the end zone. I wouldn't have done it. I'm glad that they did. But I didn't think it was egregious enough in that game to throw the flag. But I will tell you right now, 2016, JT Barrett running for a first down on fourth down. The spot was good. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with that spot. Obviously, I'm biased as well. Um, I do think that was pass interference. All right, in Miami that's game, but that's, I'm, I'm trying saying, to prove a point here, I know. Bo. I'm just bringing up the fact that I am not as, I'm probably a little more homerish than you, so maybe it doesn't matter as much for me the on that. The spot was good. Can I ask, though, like, 
Okay, well, what did he have to say? Well, the reason it was brought up is because I guess Chris Wormley, who plays for the Steelers, former Michigan guy, he's from Toledo, and he continues to say the spot was bad and Michigan was robbed. So here's what JT Barrett said in the interview. I'm glad my guy wasn't the referee. I don't know. We don't have to discuss it, really. There's not really double takes, but yeah, we got a first down. We can move on, but he's not moving on, but he should. All right, fine. Yeah, very true. I got no problem with that. I feel like JT Barrett is going to be asked about that 20 years from now. Okay, what, whatever. Like he goes to a sports memorabilia show in Detroit or Toledo or somewhere up that way, and it will still be like, hey, you're in town for this. What do you think? Any, has your mind changed? And it's it's going to be the same answer. I, I also no. want to go up to Toledo and show people where the state line is because I don't think they're aware of that. Anywho. They don't care about that. Chris Wormley had to get on social media after he heard about this, and he tweeted out, I was hoping to have a lighthearted convo with him when I got to Pittsburgh in 2020. Sadly, he was cut shortly after I was traded there. Hashtag JT was short. Also, don't call me my guy. I'm not your guy. Oh, God. All right. This is just so stupid. You know what? That is the difference between, uh, like, on many levels, Ohio State and Michigan, is it not? Right. So then JT Barrett tweets out. He's got to respond to this now. JT Barrett tweets out two laughing, crying emojis. Dang at Chris Wormley43. You sound bitter. We can talk about all the other years you were there and we beat y'all too. I'm open to it. Let's keep it light, though. Hashtag go bucks. Chris Wormley comes back. I stopped being bitter when a former teammate of yours told me he thought you were short too. I'm here for no malice. First of all, what's the difference? What does it matter? JT is short. What's the what's the difference? I I mean, are they are they saying like short of the line to gain? He's not talking about like he's talking about like still saying he was short and it, it didn't make the line to gain and all that. Whatever. The spot was good. I I guess at some point we, there have been plenty of things that you and I have said, I can't believe this happened or that happened. I I went for a while on the Browns, right? With the chiefs and that whole situation. Remember how I used to get very bent out of shape about the fact that, you know, you had a fumble occur in their playoff game right before the half. That if that is, not called a fumble if it was called targeting like it should have been. That at least sets up a first and goal for the Browns, and maybe they score, and maybe that's a different ball game. But you know the reason the Browns didn't beat the Chiefs that day? It's because they couldn't stop Chad Henney. That's the real reason they lost that game. Okay, I can admit that. Most rational fans can admit that. These Michigan players and Michigan fans who cannot let the spot go, that's because they haven't had much else to hang their hat on. Now, I know where the scoreboard sits currently, but... That's trying to undo 20 years of bad from them in one year. Yeah, you, they win three or four more in a row. They embarrass Ohio State a couple more times, keep Ohio State from making the Big Ten championship game a few more times. They will stop talking about the spot. They'll be talking about how they're the better team in this rivalry again. But this is what tells you they haven't actually bought into that because that's really still a thing for them. If if they were winning five in a row, they would not be talking about You know this. what you should be talking about? how you had that game won and your head coach was stupid. And the the only reason why Ohio State was in that position is because Urban, too, coached that game like he had his head up his ass. Yeah, that's right. That Ohio State team was much more talented than that Michigan team. 
Irving gets a lot of credit for being like very mentally tough in in some situations, but I'll tell you, man, he, he made things unnecessarily close when they didn't have to be. Well, for years around here, people would give. I, there's a revisionist history now with Tress, right? And both sides of this are true. Tress sometimes got credit for like being this great you know, tactician and all these other things. And there were times where Tress was very close to the vest, not to use a pun, when it came to playing some of these games where he had really good teams. He then also did open up his offenses at times that he does not get a lot of credit for. But I think by and large, you would say Jim Tressel more of a conservative approach to offensive football than Urban Meyer, right? But Urban, in these big games, would coach like Tress. Urban would absolutely button everything up, not be himself, not do what those offenses were designed to do, and instead try to do every that's that cost him in the Michigan State game in the Big Ten Championship. That cost him tons of times when he uh, tons a handful of times here, but it's the handful that were games that we look at back now and say, man, that team could have done something if they just wouldn't have lost that one game. That was unfortunate for Urban. That's how it went. I can't believe we're rehashing this too. First of all, I think the spot was good. Second of all, do you know what type of egregiously bad spot you have to have for them to reverse it on replay? Yeah. It's got to be terrible. And that's why on Saturdays and Sundays when I see these dumb coaches who should know better challenging spot calls and then 95% of the time they lose them, what do they expect to get? I don't don't know. Other than maybe the respect of their team. Like, I I know some of these coaches, it's like, well, my team says it's a thing, so I'm going to do it. Why? Like, just... I know you're trying to get your team to sh- to to believe that you believe in them, but at some point you got to use those timeouts judiciously and not just waste it. All right, let's say it was a bad spot. All right, how did that? Why can't you stop Curtis Samuel from going to score a touchdown? Yeah, right. That you know, that did ha- it, it did not end the game on that play. No, for we, a lot of always, people, seem to forget that we always look at one game, whether it's the Buckner ball or the Steve Bartman ball, and say that's the thing that cost us the championship. No. That was one little domino that fell, but you could have done a lot to win that game. Right. You just didn't. Yeah. I know, man. It's a it's a very weird weird thing for Michigan fans to still get hung up on. I will tell you, I am I am locked in on all this news about the crew today, man. It is so is crazy. There, is right there now. more news? No, it's that this Jossie's artist trade, if you missed it, he got traded, one of the faces of the crew. He hasn't scored a lot of goals this year. Hasn't looked like himself much in the last, I don't know, eight months or so. But there are people, He, the crew are going to stand to get somewhere between 300000 and $1.2 in money coming back. Uh, Pat Murphy from That's Massive That's kind of Report. a big gap there, isn't well, it? Well, it's based on incentives. If he plays a lot, they get more. Oh, okay. Right. right. It's a huge swing. Pat Murphy from Massive Report uh, reported that the goal for the crew is to go out now and this also frees up a designated player spot. Designated players are the guys you can sign for basically any amount of money you want to. They don't count against the cap. Right. So Jossie was one of those guys. Now they have a spot open because they've traded him. So the thought is they're going to go out and use this to replace the scoring that they haven't been getting from the forward spot with someone new. That's all well and good, but they have a game tomorrow. They are on a bad little stretch right now. And crew fans are getting a little worked up about this. You can't. I can't blame crew fans for being mad about this right now. Saying that's great. I need to know who's coming in. Like I need to see who's going to be coming in to replace anyone you get rid of at this point. Because I'll tell you, three hundred thousand dollars is not. It's not a lot in regular sports. It's also not a lot even in MLS. You you don't 
that's not to me enough to say, oh, good, they're fine. They'll fix this problem. I got to see the plan from the crew at this point because I am I am severely worried about this. The USFL will be in their second week of action, and they're already making some changes. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Morse Road westbound at Cleveland Avenue. This accident does involve injuries. Police and a wrecker on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Plan on some heavy slowdowns in the meantime. And slowdowns on Route 315, Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 48 hours before you dig. And Ohio811.org will notify utilities to mark underground lines near projects. It's a lot. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas reminding you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. The USFL's in week two, and they're already making some tweaks usfl executive vice president of football ops daryl johnston announced yesterday that the league is implementing a change in the footballs during games in order to help improve the league's kicking quality he says our specialists came to us with concerns about the sensor technology impacting the kicking balls that we were using during the course of the game so starting this week we'll be going back to a more traditional k-ball structure in the usfl Each kicker will kick with their own balls on kickoffs, punts, field goals, and extra points. He said this will not have any impact on the production value for the fans' experience as they watch on television. That might be the funniest line in that whole thing is that there are fans who are having an experience at a USFL game. (laughs) Because I don't think they are. Look, man, people can spin this any way they want. They can say, well, three and a half million people watched the game. You know, between uh, yeah, the two on, networks. Well, put anything on two broadcast television networks with all the promotion they did around it and let me know what anything gets on two networks for three hours, right? Like, you're probably going to get a decent number for about anything you put on. That doesn't tell me anything at this rate. No, but what they'll say is, you know, oh, it's higher than a hockey game. It's like, great, man. Promote a hockey. I'm saying promote a hockey game the way that those two networks have promoted this craptastic product yes and let me and know put it, on it two, and put it on two networks yeah, at the You're same right. time and tell me what it does and tell me what that number looks like you put anything put my Bialik reads the dictionary on for three hours promoted like that it does a number that's all i'm saying the arizona coyotes are moving into a 5,000 seat shared hockey arena with arizona state not starting next season they're saying this is temporary but yet they have no other plans at this point. Feels feels a lot like a friend you might have from high school or college who is like, oh, you're moving back in with your parents? And like, yeah, it's just temporary. Okay. And like five years later, it's like, how's that going? Like, oh, I'm still there. Rent's free. Like, they're, they may not ever get out of that situation or at least not anytime soon. No, they keep telling us the league does 
how much hockey has caught on in the desert in mm. Arizona. Yeah. I mean, look at Austin Matthews. Look at him. <laughs> Is that what Gary Bettman sounds Any, like? Now? Anyway. Well, they'll, they'll cite like, oh, look at this guy. Came out of Arizona. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. The there have been, of, there been a lot of players that have been produced, like you said. Correct. Well, whatever. But the reality is, since they've moved to Arizona, you had limited fan interest. Then, the league owned the team for a while. Mm-hmm. Then they got some ownership group, who apparently has not had any positive community involvement has no positive relationship with businesses in the area. They are getting kicked out of their current building. They can't find a new place to play. So they're moving into a hockey arena that is not yet built that houses 5,000 people per game. But I saw these ticket prices. The cheapest ticket to get into an Arizona Coyotes game next year, face value, cheapest ticket is 89 bucks. Why? It be- oh, because Why? it's limited attendance. It's only 5,000 people, so we have to charge more money. Wait a second. You already have a situation where nobody really wants to see you. Right. And now you've said our cheapest ticket to get in to watch this product is going to be essentially 90 bucks. I know NHL tickets are not cheap. NHL tickets are not cheap. NBA tickets are not cheap. But if you want to go to the Jackets game tonight, you can get in the door. The cheapest ticket, upper tank, 45 bucks. All right, that's that, you're talking a face value ticket. Yeah, it's face that's not value. Even saying maybe there's a resale. That you is might still be able to chase down not less than that. a cheap experience. If you're a family of four, you're a blue collar person trying to take their family out for an evening. You can probably only do it once or twice a year. But you have pretty much priced out anyone who's not Richie Rich to go see the Coyotes next year. I I would think that what you should be doing if you're the Coyotes is the exact opposite of this. You should be telling your fans, there's no way they're making money on ticket sales next year. They're losing ticket sales the whole time, right? Because I can't imagine that covers the cost of the salaries of like four lines of hockey players for them, let alone everyone else in the organization, right? There's no way the ticket sales from those games, even though they have 41 home dates, is going to cover that even with these exorbitant ticket prices. Why not just go the other way and say all tickets for all of our games $10? Oh look, quickest sellout in league history. Now, of course, we'll know why, but then you'd get a legion of fans that would get in there and finally get to experience this product in a way they never have. And yeah, maybe right. they fall in love with it. Maybe, yeah, cuz eventually, let's say you get such a groundswell and people really love it, they have fun at these games, and then suddenly you get a new group of people that say, we want to see this stadium built. Let's go. And eventually that comes to fruition. If it, if the team is going to stay there, they're probably going to have to find a way. And once that occurs, yeah, some of those people who are paying 10 bucks a pop, they're going to say, well, I can't go to these games anymore. Understood. But there will be a whole legion of fans that will keep you going the next 20, 30 years because there's going to be a lot of kids that could get in for that price. Not at 90 bucks a ticket. 90 no bucks way. a ticket for the cheapest ticket in the house. We had that issue here at the radio station years ago. We're our boss at the time, you know, we'd go to him, we'd say, hey, we want to sell t-shirts. We want to sell stickers. And he would always come back and say, I can't make any money off of that. And I said, first of all, let's don't, I know this is a business, but you also can't put a price on people walking around outside with our logos on the t-shirt. 
Right. Or putting a sticker on their car. You're right. That's not a measurable we can look at on a piece of paper and say, I am making X amount of dollars selling these T-shirts. But you are putting that out into the community when you see our beer in the grocery store. Whether we're directly making money off of each can or not, it will benefit us in the long run. To your point, the Coyotes are probably looking at this saying, how do we break even next year on attendance, even though we're moving in to a 5,000-seat arena? That's wrong. The question should be, how do we gain traction in this community and get more fans? To your point, $10 a ticket, you would be sold out every single night, 5,000 fans going crazy. So when you eventually do move into a new place, you have that fan base that previously maybe never went to a hockey game before. Well, the connection gets stronger the more access you get to these teams, right? I mean, I, I talk about this a lot with the Columbus crew. People have heard me for years be really crazy about that team, and I and I love the crew, and they'll always be a part of my fandom and all that stuff, right? But I think it's important for me to note that one of my like primary years of getting into that team and really rooting for them was 2008. And, and the years prior to that, there were a few years there before that where I was going to every game and had season tickets and was a young guy, no kids yet. So I got to do a lot more of that stuff. But I, I mean, I got to connect to that team because why? There weren't as many fans back then as there are now of that team. The players were a little more accessible because this just in, it's no disparagement to those players. They didn't have a player that was getting $7 million to come over from, you know, a big time league in Mexico. They just didn't have that caliber of player. There were great players, guys that I respect and think were awesome, but the team was a little bit more accessible. There would be four or five of the players hanging out midweek at the bar where a lot of the supporters hung out. That's just a different thing, right? So I'm saying that that helped make me a better fan because I, I got hooked at that time, right? Don't you think a lot of fans, if they had more access to their team for a few years, you'd develop younger, like younger fans. I'm talking high school through, you know, early 30s. That group, 18 to 34, would really come out for games like that. Yeah, so then when they start making some money, and you they get spend a better it on place, you. And you get a better place. Now they're hooked into your right. thing, and they're not just saying, ah, well, that's too bad. I'll wait until I, you know, I'll go now do something else. No, they're, you want them hooked into you and not the Suns or not the Diamondbacks, not the Cardinals. You want, you're trying to get a piece of that pie. Instead, they're going to blow this. They're doing it the completely wrong way. Gus Johnson says no NFL broadcast for him. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident on Olentangy River Road, southbound before Hard Road. This accident involves injuries. Please be very careful as things get cleaned up. You'll also find an accident has cleared from Morse Road westbound at Cleveland Avenue, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Driving report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. 
tool of the week coming up one hour from now. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow at 10 a.m., it's Common Man and T Bone weekend. But you don't have to wait till 10 a.m. because if you subscribe to the podcast, it'll be in your feed when you wake up in the morning. Well, isn't that nice? Yes. What time do you drop that in, Teddy? That's news to me. I I believe it doesn't drop on the podcast until just after noon tomorrow. Okay. Well, the so afternoon tomorrow false is advertising when it right drops. There. I thought it was earlier than that. No, it just records it from the show and then oh. it posts it automatically to that. the podcast. Well, it's, so it's, it'll be yeah, just afternoon. Here's the really boring part of that is if it's on the fan airwaves, we have little machines that will put it on to the podcast and Ted doesn't have to really touch it. Right. I mean, you could drop it early in the morning. It would yes, just take but, an extra step from but you. Then but then it'll be, be re- two of them. Yeah, then and then we'd have to re-written. we have to cancel the. Oh, it's yeah. really boring, is what okay. I'm saying. All it right, might screw you know everything what? up. Sorry, I said anything. Ted, send an email to the digital director and see what he can do about it. I that will. sounds like a problem. Okay, should get that fixed. Uh, I don't Gus, think it's a problem. Gus Johnson, it's not a problem as long as your dumb host realizes that that's not a thing, right? <laughs> it's my problem. I've created. <laughs> Uh, Gus Johnson, Fox play-by-play guy. He, of course, does Big Noon Saturday, mm-hmm. right? Very enthusiastic. Yeah. He was on a podcast hosted by Richard Deitch. Deitch. You okay? Did you get that one out of there? I'll tell you, if Jordan Spieth ever goes on Richard Deitch's podcast, I'm not going to know what to do. What if they already have done that and you just missed it? Spieth! Can't. How how do you do that? I, it, I don't do it well because it hurts. That I it's hurting me. It I'm hurts. not even doing it. Anyway, he was here's what Gus said about not calling NFL games this year. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the NFL this year, Rich, because I went back to school. I'm in college now, and my classes are on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So I'm probably going to need to call the college games on Saturday. And it's a good thing they're at noon. So I can call the college games on Saturday, then get a flight and get back. So I can prepare for classes on Monday, and I'll have all Sunday to do that. At my age, the travel and the prep work isn't hard, but it's a lot of work, so I'm probably going to have to take a time out on the NFL this year. He was then asked what he's doing in school. Yeah. He says, I'm in a fellowship program, the Advanced Leadership Initiative. They bring 50 leaders in to talk for a year of intense discussion on some of the problems that uh, face mankind so we'll study race human rights mental health we read a bunch of case studies we hear from some really great professors on lots of different subjects the opioid crisis i have a religious class and we're talking about cosmic law collective effervescence Mm. amy lee comes in the class and (laughs) sings a song (laughs) that's evanescence whatever it's it's been a cool process (laughs) and i want to finish strong the second semester starts in September. Uh, it is the Harvard Advanced Leadership Initiative is what it is. Right. So let them live, man. Well, all right. Let's 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 think about what that sounds like. Sounds like Harvard says, we get a bunch of people who have been successful in some way or another in their lives. We educate them on things that we're currently discussing and see if they've got any solutions or ideas on how to move that you know football a little further down the road. That's not too bad, right? I mean, if you can get that gig... I don't know if you, I don't think you have to pay to be in it, right? They call you and say, do you want to come do this? More power to him. And he's taking it. It says it's a year. I guess he's been doing this since last year. He did the first semester and now he's going to have the second semester going, you know, during football season. He's taking it seriously. Good for him. Uh, Mets announcer Gary Cohen, your guy, 
Yeah. Was caught on a hot mic with a mouthful of food asking why SNY was showing Yankee highlights. This is not a controversy by any means, but, you know, they went back to the studio. If you're watching on cable, SNY on cable, yeah. you see some talking head in the studio playing highlights. I guess he was playing Yankee highlights. But if you're watching the Mets game on the SNY app, it just stays at the game and their microphones stay on. And so he's eaten some food during a 30-second break. And sort of ask sarcastically, why are we showing Yankee highlights for the home of the Mets, right? Right, sure. This is not a big deal, but with all these alternate broadcasts and people going everywhere, you have to assume a mic is hot at all times, Tom Brenneman. Just assume that it's hot at all times. But here's my question to you. I am not a Met fan. You are. Gary Cohen's been doing Mets TV for like 30 years. You've got Ron Darling there and Keith Hernandez. Yeah. I am normally not a fan of three-man booths, but I contend that Mets television booth is the best local baseball booth in America. I have definitely not watched as much baseball, like of the local markets, as you have, certainly. So I don't know all the broadcast crews, but of the ones I've heard, yes, I'm very biased and partial to them. I I, I enjoy that three-man booth very much. And Gary Cohen's got a great set of pipes. Like, as he's he can do the very low you know, monotone, like the two-two pitch, you know, he can bring that level of yeah, bass but it doesn't, into it. It doesn't sound like he's faking it. it no, doesn't that's sound just like his he's voice. putting it on. That's his voice. But then when there is a big home run or something, he can still get up there and, and make it exciting and, and notable. But he kind of does a, a mini version of what Ernie Johnson does with that inside the NBA crew yes, on TNT. That's exactly right. Where, you know, Darling and Hernandez will kind of They'll sit there and bat things around and, hey, do you remember when you played and did you ever see a guy do that? And it's like, no, and, and back in our day, you know what would happen if a guy did that. There's no way. You get one right to the ribs next time. They'll just have that conversation going and then he'll pop in with the nuts and bolts and then occasionally he tweaks them and gets them going on something. It's very good. They all seem, I don't know. They may walk out of there and just scream at each other. They're good actors then, but, but it seems like they, they enjoy seem working like with each they other. They genuinely enjoy doing it. Just like when I, like I said, that inside the NBA is one of the best things I've ever seen on television for sports. It seems like Charles and Kenny and Shaq and Ernie genuinely enjoy being around each other while they're at work, if nothing else. But it seems I'd be I'd be saddened to find out they all actually never talk to each other outside of work. And I feel like the same thing is with that that crew that Cohen's on. They they sound like they're having good conversation. They're enjoying their time together, where they're just sort of letting the audience in on their conversation. To me, the opposite of that, and I'm sure I'll get some blowback on this, but I've I've said I'm not a fan of these two. I am not a fan of Matt Underwood and Rick Manning on Guardians yeah. broadcasts, right? Because I feel like every single time they open up their mouths, they feel like it's your privilege that you're listening to them. Sure, right. I get if you that. understand what I'm saying, we're, as whenever, opposed to having like a humility about it and just, hey, man, we're we're here talking ball. As opposed to there's there's a level of condescension that you hear. I think so. From. I think when Manning tries to explain something, first of all, he feels like he shouldn't have to explain it. If he says it, that should be good enough. Mm. But if Underwood ever challenges on something or tries to bring another point of view then he gets all testy and now that underwood's been doing it for a few years because he's probably been on the job for what 10 years now probably yeah i think you're right he has sort of developed those mannerisms that rick manning had yeah and still has i'm not a fan of that booth no it's 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 not my favorite either i don't think it's very good at all but teddy who's in your booth now 
you got so many different Reds announcers popping in and out that TV booth. Who's in that booth? I do not know. <laughs> I know that sometimes, like, um, what, Jeff Brantley's there, Is he doing right? TV, or is he just doing radio full-time? He he did uh, one of the games in San Diego. Also, um, I'm trying to think of the guy, Chris, I can't think of his last oh, name. Chris Welch. Chris Welch, he does, I think, sometimes yeah, he's been well. around. he's been around for but a while. But the, the main guy, I can't remember his name. This is good. This is good radio. Gonna, I just don't gonna, listen to it. I understand. No, I, I don't blame it. you, Teddy. I, hey, I'm the same I, way I don't on a lot of either. different broadcasts. I don't really care who does the radio because they, who, why listen? They lose. That's well, TV, right, Ted. TV is what I'm talking Teddy, about. Teddy, where are you going to yeah. go? Where are you going to go, Ted? Where are you going to do? You're going to go somewhere else? Phil Castellini said he, he knows you can't go anywhere. You're trapped with this team, but you better hope you don't get your wish and he moves the team because he will. He'll do it, damn it. He'll do it. Better is be t- careful. Is Timmy in there with you? Yeah, Timmy's in He's there. He's right here. Yeah. Timmy. Best television baseball announcer. Who is it? Put your headphones on, dummy. I've been a big, I was always a big John Miller guy. Oh, John from Sunday Night Baseball? Absolutely. I think he still does yeah, he Giants. Giants radio. Yeah. I, I like Gary Thorne, too. Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Gary did, Thorne. Did, did, did the, uh, I, don't, been, I don't know if he's still doing the O's because I haven't flipped him on this no, year. No, I think he's much still doing year. the O's. No, I think he is, Gary yeah. Thorne has always been pretty good. I've enjoyed His him. hockey was great, too. Yes, absolutely. Gary Thorne got in some trouble, though, because he sort of like off the cuff said that the bloody sock, Kurt Schilling's bloody sock, wasn't real. Mm. Little conspiracy theory. That it was ketchup. Does, uh, <laughs> I does, like him even more. Does Kurt, well, then he, he walked that back pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Schilling really doesn't like it when you spread things around that are false. He is not a fan of that. Isn't the Reds guy Sadak now, by the way? Yeah, John, John Sadak. John Sadak, yes. This is his second the TV year. voice? Yes. If you say so. Yeah, I think Pat, he was Pat's a CBS. Yeah. He did like random CBS football games. Pat Sadak's brother? Yeah. Yes. He's good. Yeah, This is a good, good conversation. Yeah. Let's end it here now before we have no <laughs> listeners left. Degenerate T-Bone coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching a serious accident on Olentangy River Road, southbound before Hard Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful as traffic begins to build. Caution is advised for 20 more minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1 800 Safe Auto or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Does the Northman or the North, what is the name of the movie? Uh, North, I thought it was, is it not Norseman? I don't no, know. I think it's Northman. Northman? Yes, Northman. Northland Mall. Is that and open today? I think it's, yes. yeah, it's out. I'm surprised Leanna's here today. That she's not just camped out watching Northman on a loop because Bjork is in it. Now, is that one that's only in theaters, or is it also on, like, HBO Plus? I think it's or only in theaters, yes. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, you know, is there a movie theater within three blocks of her house? That's the big question. I'm just saying, if John Bon Jovi were starting in U571-2, <laughs> I'd be there today. 
You said one, two. I catch a niner in there. Is that a musical? Yeah. Well, don't you remember that movie? U571 about it. submarines. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, they I made a it. second one, what would they call that? U571 two. Did I don't know. Oops. I didn't I didn't watch that movie. Did uh was that was the U571 did it last or did it is there no two? Like could it I don't know. I don't remember. Did it get blown out of the water at the end? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I think they all You like that movie, Teddy? It was fine, yeah. Well, there was no Nicolas Cage in it, so... No, but he's got a new movie out where he plays himself, and that looks fantastic. What is that movie called? Or what? It, like, what's the premise of it? Because I saw it hit, like, I saw it hit on a commercial, and I, I didn't catch all of what was going it's on. It's him, and then he's paired up with somebody, and they go on some wild adventures, but he's playing himself, and they just, like, an exa- oh, it's it's like, like an exaggerated Nicolas Cage. I see. Good <laughs> if you times. can imagine that. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what exaggerated would be, because he always, he already is just weird. Degenerate T-Bone, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. Degenerate T-Bone. Degenerate T-Bone. T-Bone's picks for the weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Choose between virtual or in-person appointments at 200-plus care sites. Providing the finest care anywhere. OhioHealth.com slash finest care. Bone. Let's talk about the NBA tonight. I've got three games for you on tap. The Heat are in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Now, the Heat have been pretty good in this series, but I'm actually going with the Hawks to get it done tonight, even though Heat are very good, and I, I'm i kind of second-guessing myself. Doesn't as sound I make like you're pick. very confident about this pick. Well, here's what I am confident about. I'm going with the Hawks, but I am more confident about this over-under. Over-under for Trey Young to hit three-and-a-half three-pointers. Over the, un- the over-under, obviously, is it going to make four or more? I'm going to say, yes, he hits at least four threes. Uh, he, was, he has been electric as a three-point shooter, and I would not doubt him to put the team on his back tonight, go out there and make some big plays. So I'm going to say over the three-and-a-half three-pointers for that one. This one I'm a little more confident in, and maybe I shouldn't be. Bulls taking on the Bucks. That is in Chicago for game three of that series. And I'm going to take the Bulls with the three points. They're three-point underdogs here. Chris Middleton is out of this game for the Bucks. He's, of course, a key piece for them. One of the best players on that team, not named Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, so they being them being without him, the Bucks. That is good news for the Bulls, and they, by the way, won Game Two and looked pretty good doing it. They played really solid defense even in Game One, and just didn't get the result at the end because they couldn't find a way to make a bucket in their own right. But I believe in this Bulls team being uh, better than a lot of people thought. Kind of got written off when the Bucks matchup happened. This will be an electric crowd in Chicago. So I'm going to take the three points to say the Bulls actually pull off the overall win there, but the three points is a nice little buffer. Uh, I have a couple prop bets out of this game, too. Chris Middleton, like I said, is out. So who's going to take over for him and score some points? Look to Drew Holiday for that. He is uh, over under 21.5 points is the line I'm seeing right now. I would take the over on that. I think Drew Holiday will get plenty of points there. I just don't think they are winning this game. The other thing I will say is win or lose against the Bulls, Giannis Antetokounmpo has been a monster when it comes to rebounding against the Bulls this year. Looked up the numbers on what he did in games against the Bulls on the glass, Mike. They have now played six times this season. Here's what Giannis has done. 12 rebounds, 16 rebounds, 17 rebounds, 9 rebounds, 16, 18. Those are the numbers of rebounds he has put up in the six games this season. And by the way, in the game where he had nine rebounds, he only played 24 minutes. So... I think the over-under here is 13 and a half. 
I'd say go with the over on that, and you will see Giannis uh, get easily 14 or more rebounds. It's a high number, but I'm not scared about it. I would keep going with that. Suns and Pelicans is interesting as well because the Suns lost Devin Booker, and, and he is he is going to be a tough guy to replace. Very talented player. But the Pelicans, they got the job done in game two. C.J. McCollum playing real really well for them. Now the Suns have to travel to New Orleans. You know, Chris Paul is going to have some, you know, moments going back to New Orleans. All that's going to be fairly interesting. I am looking for Chris Paul to have a monster game. And I think the Suns will get this done. I do not think they are just, you know, they don't have Devin Booker, then suddenly they're not any good. Suns are going to win this game. I'm actually going to lay the two and a half points to say the Suns win by more than three. As much as the Pelicans, that'll be a fun atmosphere there too. I just think the Suns are a better constructed team and they will get the job done tonight. So not worried about them in any regard there. I didn't get a chance to look at what the crew are doing yet, but do you want those odds, Mike? Do you care? You want to see what they're getting this week? Uh, well, yeah, fine. I know Whatever. you do. I know yeah. you're a huge fan. Uh, they are playing Kansas City this week. Tomorrow, right here yeah. on the fan. That's right. Good call. Trying to find the odds for it. Here we this go. This is good. Sorry, I got it. It's uh, crew are plus 165 to win the game, which means they're not favored to win it. You know what I'm going to say? Zero, zero draw. That's what you should bet uh, no, no goals again? Yeah, no goals for any. Well, they just traded away Jossie's Arnes. I mean, not that Jossie's been scoring at a great clip, but yep. he is. They just traded away the guy who scored their last goal. I mean, he scored it against Detroit FC in the U.S. Open Cup in a game they lost, and it was yep. a penalty kick, but he did score it. So, yeah, I'll say that. Also, uh, don't look now. Austin FC, really good. Yeah. Really good. Mm. They're like, they're second in the West right now. 14 points out of seven games. They're playing Vancouver. Vancouver would be the team that the crew played at the beginning of the year and got smoked four to nothing. I'm going to say Austin wins that game and wins by a lot. The so, crew smoked Vancouver four to nothing. Crew smoked Vancouver. Austin better than the crew right now. Unfortunately, I have to say that Austin smokes Vancouver this weekend. I will say that. All right. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Here's Leanna not watching Bjork. So Not dis- yet. So disappointed. Maybe she's at the movie theater. And she should have taken the day. She's just doing traffic. <laughs> she's just sitting there. there. She's like, oh, guys, there's a backup on 670 Westbound. This movie theater is three blocks from my house. It's the only reason I went. I got some Tanya sitting right next to me. We're good. Uh, rundown next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. I could quit right now. Watch out for an accident on Olentangy River Road southbound before Hard Road. It is still causing some delays in that area. Please be very careful as traffic continues to build. About a five-minute delay is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples has your workspace covered with functional furniture and organizational items curated by Staples Work From Home Style Squad. This week, save up to $100 on select chairs. In-store only. Offer ends on the 30th. Limit two. Explore solutions for your workspace at Staples, the working and learning store. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Tool of the week. 
is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971. Any water or anything today? No, no water today. All right, well, yesterday you were all in a panic. I was in a panic? Well, because you didn't get your water in. I was, I don't know. More like Ted was like, oh, man, we didn't do the water. Blame it on Ted. We didn't. No, I said Ted reminded me we didn't do it. And then I said, oh, we only got one segment left to do it. So we had to do it then. Mm -hmm. By the way, can I tell you how much I really dislike the royal family? The royal family. It's not even them. Hey! I don't. I turned ninety six years old this week, T Bone. Yes, and happy birthday, Queen. I'm I'm glad that you're. What's still your with problem us. with the Royals? It's uh, I don't like how this is a news story. Is that Kate Middleton occasionally takes her coat off? This is a thing. Yes, of course. Only sluts take their coats off. <laughs> right. The Duchess of Cambridge, as she is, of course, known as apparently, according to the Irish Mirror. Uh, She is known for apparently breaking protocol now because multiple times recently at public events, she has been seen disrobing in public. It's not appropriate. And so when I heard that, I had to click on the story. I'm like, what what have I been missing? I didn't see that on anything. And I've been on CNN Plus like every day. How did Uh they not have it? You're the only one. (laughs) How did they not have it? No. Apparently, when she takes her coat off, you know, she still has... Tons of clothing on underneath of that. pornographic T-bone. That is considered by their own rules within the royal family. The protocols the family has, that is considered to be uh, disrespectful to the queen and disrespectful. You're not representing very well. Got to leave the coat on. That's why if you ever notice in a lot of functions, you will see members of the royal family. The, the women will wear these long coats that are very elegant and they in fact are called coat dresses. Where they can still technically say, I'm wearing a coat. And they don't take that off, but it functions more like a dress would than an actual coat. She has apparently broken that, and now everyone over there is mad about it. And this is this is why I can't stand the royal family. Well, is everyone over okay. there mad about no, it? No, no, no. Or did they find like two people and they got a quote for this story they wanted to write? Well, actually, it's probably not everyone. It's probably very few. One of the people who is mad about it is the 96-year-old queen. I'm going to hey. guess. She's the one who's in charge of the protocols. That's her deal. It's not her deal. Yeah, it's, it is her deal. She can't just go willy-nilly changing yes, protocol. No. Yes, she can. Even she's, the queen can't do that. She's the queen of this England. This is thousands of years of lineage, T-Bone. Oh, it yeah, doesn't work like right. that. That's right. That's I'm sure that's what they were talking about in the days of, I don't know, William Tell or whatever. They were just like, yeah, <laughs> don't go out in front of the paparazzi with your coat on. They didn't know what any of that was. This is stuff they've come up with recently enough they could just throw it aside. And instead, they don't. First of all, you think the queen like sets her schedule and knows what the hell she's doing? She's told to go someplace, too, and no! she just does it. Who the, are you saying there's a shadow government going on over there? No, I'm saying there, like are, another... there are handlers of these people because oh. they don't know how to wipe their own ass. That's what I'm saying. Well, who's, ha- but who's the man behind the man behind the man behind the throne? Why do you say as my, man, man, as my man Killer Mike once said, I, I want to know. Like, who are you saying is telling the queen you've got to do that? I don't know. But there are people. There are She's minders and handlers. She's 96 years old. And she can't tell them to go know. bleep off. I'm wearing what I want to wear. She probably does. She probably doesn't have a problem with it. Queen doesn't care. That, come on. Take she, your clothes off. But You know what else I found in this article, which I did not know, but I actually respect? Uh, the queen apparently prefers... That everyone in the royal family, women especially, the the royal family, when they are out with the commoners, should wear very distinct clothing. 
Yes, well, that I know. And they said... Queen the, wears very vibrant likes, colors. Yes, she prefers the vibrant colors because she wants anyone to be able to instantly tell, oh, that's the queen. Exactly. Yeah. Well, again, what if she didn't... What if she's like, nah, you know what? Let's go with grays and slate and... No! I'm not just some little old lady. I'm the queen. You think the queen has the the Lamborghini that I want? No. Why not? You know, it's, I was actually you watching think the she show... she has like a, a lime green one? No. I was watching the show about the queen not too long ago when her husband was still alive yes they uh they said that what they would do for dinner you would think it'd be very glamorous and i'm sure they do have glamorous dinners they have to attend maybe not so much the last couple years because they're both very old and we've had pandemic times right but yeah what the her and uh philip would do every single night is they would have trays with their dinner in front of the television yeah and they would eat their dinner in front of the tv that, I mean, I, I assume you can't have every night be a state dinner with a giant table. No, but that's what they enjoy. Well, two but, old people sitting in front of the television having some mushy peas. Yeah, but they're not. That's what I'm saying. They're not bringing them lean cuisines. They're bringing them like on a silver tray. Well, they, with they a, may with be a doing that plate but, from the 16th century that they probably stole from another country. Like that's what they're bringing in, and then they're serving them roast duck and. Whatever See, I, else. I don't, it's probably not that fancy. Come on. It's probably not. You don't think so? You don't think Queen just orders a cheeseburger? I don't know. You're right. Maybe she does, but I, I'm going to guess that she's, after this long, you're eating all these state dinners, and then one day you're like, oh yeah, just give me a couple cheeseburgers and a fry and a Coke, and let's call it a day. Maybe you want what you couldn't have. Maybe. Maybe when she was a, a, like a young queen, all she wanted to do was go get a bacon cheeseburger, and they said, mm-hmm. oh no, no. The Queen Mother. This is the oh, Queen yes, Mother. Queen Mother hey, said. we can't have that. Mm. And maybe all of us, because kids always want to rebel against their parents. Why would the Queen be any different? Well, that's what makes. Uh, oh, what's Princess Diana? What's her ex's name? What's his? What's who? Prince Philip? Which, no, it's what? not Prince Philip. Prince William? Uh, Charles. 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 Philip. Charles. William. Uh, what's the whatever. difference? Who cares? Anyway, yeah, Prince Charles. Because I was I was listening to a podcast about Princess Diana and like her life and all that stuff which is because i mean that's what you'd expect out of me just listening to that what's wrong with broadening your horizons i'm trying to learn right because my wife is very much into all this you know british royalty stuff she likes it so i was trying to learn a little bit about princess Di. and in the courtship between her and prince charles prince charles she found was at times very charming and very nice and she enjoyed his company at times but he's also known because he you know three years old he becomes the prince like right and everyone realized you're the next boy in succession you're the the king of england someday so from like that age on he was pretty much treated by every adult he knew as like oh yes your highness yes your worship of course whatever you want so by the time he gets to be 20 he's pretty full of himself diana said that when she was being courted by him he would take her because he believed was important to be out in nature be important to be very intelligent be well read and he felt that she wasn't well-read enough and wasn't outdoorsy enough. So he was determined to get her to be those things. So he would say, let's go on a hike. They would hike up the side of this hill. They'd sit down and then he would read her like Shakespeare. Not like, let's read it together, honey, or let's talk. So we can do romantic, it in the bushes. But, right. It was more like, now listen here, stupid. This is what Shakespeare wrote. <laughs> and he was just like lecturing her on how you should know this stuff and how dare you not know it. And, and he went behind the bush with Camilla, did it right well, in front of that's, her. That's the other thing. 
Camilla didn't come into the picture like late in life. Oh, no. She was always there. She was there before Diana. Camilla was at the wedding. Camilla and him were probably doing things before, during, and after. Boinked right before the wedding. And right after they were well, because because I if I remember this all correctly, and if you're a royal wedding person, please correct me. But I'm pretty sure she Camilla was deemed to be like too low class for him, right? Or there was know. some, or there was something with like she wanted in, to be with Camilla, but I don't think Camilla passed muster with the people. That's who right. Mattered. Yeah, and Camilla was big into him, and then she kind of and I were like friendly a little bit, and then Diana found out what was going on, and that ended that. Yeah. That was very not. That was very not good. See, I'm very way more into good. that stuff as opposed to you took your coat off at the wrong time. How dare you? But isn't it all fascinating? These little tiny things. I mean, that's what makes it fun, though. You know what's fascinating, I guess, about it, if I have to admit this? It's fascinating that people who have this much everything going for them have put this many rules on themselves. Well, but Like, see, you have so much money and power and everything else, you don't have to do any of this. And they're like, no. We opted in to this really weird life where we could just tell everybody to screw off and we're just going to live off in our castles and go on wild vacations and no one's ever going to see us. But instead, they choose to come out and be like, ah, how dare you not have a glove on? It's the 4th of April. And well, don't you know if people stop caring, then the government stops funding their lifestyle. <laughs> That's what it is. I know they but- want people to care about them or the money goes away. That's that's right. It's such a catch 22. Do you want all the money and all that, but you have to live by these arcane, that's why, ridiculous that's rules? That's why people thought, insiders thought it was crazy that they were giving Meghan Markle and Harry a hard time because yeah. all of a sudden now so many more people care about you. You're much more relevant now because they're in your lives and you're being a pain in the ass to them where they feel like they have to get out of there. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's exactly right. I would be on the side of, I want out of this, give me like, the pittance that you think I would be getting, which is still tens of millions of dollars and send me on my way. But we get caught up in this, you know, or people do. We don't about you took your coat off at the wrong time. Right. But at the same time, is sports really that much different? We're sitting around yelling about a fourth round pick or why didn't you put down this bunt in the third inning? I mean, it's all just minutia, isn't it? We do spend a lot of time on what did these guys wear when they showed up at the draft. Well, and that's what I mean. So you have, yes, this stuff looks ridiculous, talking about taking your coat off and reading Shakespeare and getting out in nature. It's all stupid. It has nothing to do with anything. But it's just another version of sports, isn't it, for people that don't care about sports? You're right. It's it's uh, There's protocols and rules, and we opt into those protocols and rules, and yeah, for some people, it's wildly lucrative. For the rest of us, we're just kind of watching it and going, huh, that's interesting. All right, this episode of The Rundown brought to you by Windsor Castle. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855-MISTERS. Hey, when I clog the toilet at the castle, I call 855-MISTERS, and they come right out and unclog it. I take a fierce I, deuce. I was going to say, I bet the queen... Is like a secretly dangerous deucer. Absolutely. Where you're like, who got that was, old plumbing in the castle. Who was in here? And then you're like, later on, you just see the queen walking around. You're like, oh, that's who did this? They took much smaller deuces back 300 years ago. <laughs> the pipes were not made for it. Well, I mean, at some point, you've lived your entire life, basically, with whatever food you want being brought to you. That can't be great for your intestines. Right? I mean, she's 96. If I, well, no, she's all right. I know she's all right, 
But that means her intestines are good at processing all this stuff. I'm saying they probably get all the uh, the funk out of the pipes, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that probably ends up in the toilet, and you probably get a. Mm, that's probably not great when you I get out of there. I can't get the funk out of my water, though. I have to call T Bone <laughs> to help me. That's right. You can do that. Uh, what's next? I don't. I don't know. know what is next. Oh, the NFL is trying to infiltrate another nation. Oh, not England, but. There's a connection. Mm. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You'll find some delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic's beginning to build. Plan about a five-minute backup. More delays on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. And traffic is slow on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. This spring, let Audible bring a smile with comedy, sci-fi, thrillers, or whatever you love listening to. From audiobooks to exclusive originals to podcasts, find it all on Audible. Sign up and start free at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello! Hello! Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, the NFL took another major step in its plans to grow its international business to $1 billion over the next 10 years, including its first foray down under. Mm. Earlier this week, the league assigned general managers to two key markets. Henry Hodgson for the UK, and Charlotte offered for Australia. It is their uh, first trip down under. So they're trying to get some of that money. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, not a total surprise, right? That they would try to go to any place where they think there's a chance football could be successful. And I know they have Aussie rules football in Australia, which is very successful down there. Not that the NFL is the same as that, but... You can certainly see how that might appeal to some people who like Aussie rules football, right? The league already has 150 million international fans. I don't know how they measure that, but they say that number with conviction, so I'll believe them, and expects 50 million more in the next decade. Was it Major League Baseball that went down to Australia, played a regular season game? I want to say they did. I in the last couple of years. Yeah, that seems right, because it seems like there was a game that was on... I know that could have been if they were in Japan, too, but it seemed like there was a game that was on at 2 o'clock in the morning. I want to say they went there to Australia and played yeah. a regular season game. Do you think we will have an NFL regular season game in Australia within the next 10 years? Yes. But I think if you asked me, do I think we'll have a regular season NFL game in probably at least three or four other countries by that time, too, I would say yes. Like, I, 
We know there's probably going to be one in Germany, right? They've Oh, I mean, there is going to be well, one no, in Germany. They, they already I, announced that. They announced, oh, that's what it was. I think the German, the U.S. consulate to Germany or something, their Twitter page accidentally posted like a date earlier today, if well, I'm not mistaken. Well, because the NFL schedule does not release until, until May 12th, but I think you're right. I think there was a rogue date released today. There are a bunch, by the way, there will be a bunch of those things. Like, I also saw there's... A report today that we're going to have a triple header on Christmas. Oh, for the first time ever. That is according to John. What Breach. day of the week is Christmas this year? That's a good question. I don't know. Let me see um, if it says in this article. Teddy, it's Sunday because yeah. Oh, well, there you the go. Sunday night game will be like the Sunday night game. Yeah, I just so they're just going to have so they'll play a full slate on Saturday, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, and then three games on Sunday. All yes. Right. And Major League Baseball in 2014, they had the Dodgers and Diamondbacks play a series in March. Was it before. all the way back in 2014? Yeah. But they were regular season games, though, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so they went there before, is like I said, it was still in March before spring training had ended here, but they were regular season games. Well, that's a long flight. They had to get back and yes. probably get reacclimated to start the season in North America. Yeah, I, knew, I thought they did something like that because they played in front of like 100,000 people. Oh, really? Was it that much? Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. I think it was cricket grounds that they played oh, in. Those, sure. yes. those things are huge. Yes. They do have, yes, they have a lot of capacity there. I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if NFL games are played in other countries. I, I, I used to have the opinion that other countries should bring their stuff here, like regular season games. Like I used to bring up, you're going to do these games in London all the time. When is the Premier League ever bringing a regular season game to the United States? The answer is... They probably never will. No, they but, probably will, don't you think? Well, okay. It's a long way off from Let me happening. tell you something. If, if uh, Premier League wants, and they're already getting significant revenue for their television rights deal here. Yeah. But if the next cycle comes around, and it's how do we sweeten this pot, put a couple games in America. Well, I know, but the answer to that, the reason I would say I'm hesitant to agree with it is because the fan bases in England are so passionate and the history is so deep, you only get, like if you're in the Premier League, you play every team home and away. So a team in the Premier League will say, we're excited because we get to play Manchester United one time. Yeah. Chelsea gets to play Manchester United one time in Chelsea, or you know, at, at their stadium in London. So that's a big deal if you say, ah, oh, well, too bad, that game... It's going over to the U.S. They wouldn't. They're not going to put like two nothing teams in, right? They're going to try to bring one of the best teams over at least. So either you're taking that away from a home game from that huge team, which of course will be an issue, or you're taking it away from a smaller team that maybe is looking forward to having that game. I'm just saying I don't know where they pull that game from. The NFL is a lot different. The NFL says everybody doesn't play everybody, and we don't really care if you like it or not. They've they've proven they're bulletproof here. I don't know that the Premier League has proven that yet. Maybe they would put two nothing teams here. I mean, look what the NFL does with England, where Jacksonville has sort of become like their representative. And I think it's to this day, there's never been a game with two teams above 500 playing each other. Yeah, you're right. In that's, London. That's how it has happened. So maybe they would do that here. Well, I'm saying, though, how long have we been doing these games in London? And there's been nothing even hinted from England. They do have that, uh, I forget what it's called, the International Champions Cup or something. We had a game, we had a one at least one game here. We're at Ohio Stadium, right? Back a few years ago, where they all these big clubs from Europe come over and they play exhibition matches, and you get to see some big stars. Didn't we talk about? Wasn't but it doesn't there, actually. It doesn't actually count for anything. What's the Spanish league? Is it 
La Liga. La Liga. Yeah, they were going to put some in in Miami. That was that was they were going to do regular season games though, right? Yes, and then and then everyone lost their minds. And, and, and they it, canceled and it? And they canceled oh, it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't remember if it was canceled because of pandemic things well, or because it, people lost their minds. I want to say it was 2019 where that was floated and then it was shot down. And then we did have pandemic things. And then so I they think could come back and, and do that. They may at some point, but I, I would be very surprised if that happens, man. I'm saying the fan bases don't do that. Anyway, I'm, just, I'm surprised, though, with the American market, even if the English didn't want to do something like that. There's so much competition, whether it's the German League or the Spanish League or the Italian League. I would think that someone would come over here and claim the market. You would think so. But I'll tell you, like in the German League, for example, their their whole MO is we don't care about... I mean, they want to make money. They want to be profitable. But they will not raise ticket prices above a certain level because there's rules in place in Germany that prohibit teams from doing that. They keep the, beer cheap too, right? Yes, they do. They treat it out like uh, Borussia Dortmund, one of the teams tweeted out a photo of a beer holder that has six cups of beer that you can hold by a handle and carry it back to your seat. And each beer, I, I, I want to say the whole thing for six beers was like $15. For six beers. You can't, some places in That's a beer for a lot of places. Yeah, you can't even get a beer in some places for that. So, I'm saying I don't know how much they would be driven by that. The NFL, I guess I had previously thought the NFL should, we should be getting reciprocation for that from other countries. The reality is we don't really need to do that because the NFL isn't doing it for that reason. They're doing it because it benefits them. They don't care if fans here want to see those teams and get one less game to watch them. They really don't care. They're trying to expand the market. They know they've already got you. And I know no other countries or leagues are going to do that. They're not going to say, oh, well, the NFL came, so we got to send you a game. They're not going to do that. I know it's I, I know it's weird initially. Like you're saying, the English fans wouldn't stand for something like that. They play one home game, one away game with everybody. They don't want to sacrifice one of those for America. But way back in the day, I couldn't foresee the NFL playing regular season games in London either. And now it's just a normal thing to see three London games on the schedule every single year. Yeah, it. You're right, and we've, I just wonder if it, used to it. Right, they're they're not used to it over there. It would take some time, but perhaps they would. Yeah. In I'll, the words of Phil Castellini, where are the fans going to go? Well, where are they going to go? You know, the I guess maybe you could use it in other leagues if they decided they wanted to. You could use it as a, uh, I guess, a spur to say. For, per, for for performance, right? If if you don't reach certain performance goals, you're eligible. You got to like play a game in America. Knocks. Yeah, you're yeah. eligible for an American That's game. That's interesting. You can't be mad about it if if you end up getting one of those games. If you don't meet these performance metrics, well, too bad. You're going to have to go over there and do it. Tool of the week is coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on I-71 southbound at I-70. It is blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 11th Avenue. Please be very careful as traffic continues to build. About a 20-minute slowdown is expected. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options. Stuff the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. The best tool, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at Easton Gateway or ConradsOSU.com. Bone, you ready? I'm ready. Drew says, my guy. I want to kiss you. My Tool of the Week goes to CNN+. Plus. Shutting down after only one month of operations, these clowns wasted hundreds of millions of dollars on a subscription service that no one wanted. Even the marriage of Chris Humphreys and Kim Kardashian lasted longer than CNN+. Plus. Wow. That's a good call. Uh, Paul says, my guys. Well, I don't like Facebook. My tool bag of the week is Chris Wormley, who is still claiming JT Barrett was short on fourth down in 2016. Move on, D-bag. It was six years ago. By the way, you technically went 0-5 in the game. You had plenty of chances, and you blew it. You really blew it. Mm. Uh, blue was spelled B-L-U-E. <clears throat> I got it. Mitch. Mitch? Says my guys. Ball's out. Still out. My tool of the week is my friend Grant. Every week he goes out of town for two days and asks me to check on his cat. It's a cat. Craps on its own and cleans itself. Just leave enough food out and water and it'll be fine. Also, your book about the Boz arrived, you tool. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Uh, Paul says, my guys. My tools of the week are Caleb Porter for being awful. Mm. And Pat Murphy for making excuses for his awfulness. Wow. Hashtag Porter out. Pat Murphy got a Tool of the Week nom. That's pretty... Oh, he says, and the so-called Wizard of Westerville, Bez. Oh, Tim Bez my Tool of the Week. They're calling him the Wizard of Westerville, but... I gotta tell you, crew fans, a little concerned about this team right now. Uh, Spencer says, my guys... Ah! 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 My Tools of the Week are Common Man and T-Bone for ruining my birthday Tuesday. Now, every year, I'll eat cake with a side of sadness, thinking about the start of two wars, the Oklahoma City bombing, Waco siege, and Hitler's mom's reproductive organs. Hmm. Well, there's It's not my fault all those things happened on your birthday. There are a lot... Yeah, a lot of things going on there on April 19th. Sorry about that, man. Dylan says, my guys... Tools of the week are the Castellinis. Hearing the Nick Castellanos comments is gut-wrenching. Guy loves Cincinnati and didn't even get a call from ownership about an offer. Sell the team, Bob and Phil. Yep. Tools. I just, I just want to point out that during the offseason, there was a report, even though the Reds were selling everything and trading everything away, there was a report from John Hyman. John Heyman? No. Oh. John Hyman. That said, hey, Nick Castellanos, don't count out the Reds. Uh, you can count out the Reds because the guy who <laughs> Nick Castellanos said, said that they, he never even got a call from the Reds. That is, boy, that has to feel bad when you write that report saying, hey, I'm hearing the Reds are in on this thing. And it's like that they didn't even try to be in on it. It would feel bad if he had any shame whatsoever, which That's, he doesn't. Nah, fair enough. Uh... What do we got? Man's dung, man's dung baby mm. says, my guys. Ah! Ah! My tool of the week has to be the show Moon Knight. I don't know what this is. That's on Disney Plus. It's a new, I want to say it's part of the Marvel stuff. Right, he says, no spoilers, but seriously, what the F is going on? I also feel obligated to watch anything with a Marvel label slapped on it nowadays for fear of missing out 
no matter how dumb or random. I did not watch Moon Knight, so I don't know. Ted, have you checked in on it yet? Are you enjoying it? I have not checked it okay. out, so well, there we I'm go. not sure what's going what on What about either? Soleil Moon Fry Night? <laughs> what about that? I have no idea. What about Keith Moon Night? I know more about Keith yeah. Moon. There you go. Uh, what else do we have? Jared says, my guys. I can't I can't play this one without saying, hey, how you doing, Tress? Doing good, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> okay. My I was wondering what was happening. My tool of the week is Steve Harvey came out with a new judge show that has a husband suing his wife. Like, are they going to move it out of savings into checking? Like, are they going to move it out of savings into checking? Oh, the husband is suing the wife. He's saying they're still together. Oh. The money is supposedly, I would guess, all in the bank together. Yeah, the same so- Right, I get just moving money around. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny though. I have heard Steve Harvey talk about this: how like every couple should have two separate bank accounts, a bank account for the kids, for like the expenses that you're both putting in for that, and then an expense account for like I don't know savings or investing or whatever else. Like, so maybe he's all like, "Yeah, you should have your two checking accounts going to war with each other," but still weird. But it's all the same money. Even if it's two different checking accounts. Yeah, I accounts. know, right. I, I don't understand, unless you're just really living two separate lives, I guess. How you doing, Tress? Doing good, Mike. Thanks. You on social media, Tress? Twitters and twatters. Thank you. You got all, right. all of it. Pick a winner. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the second Paul who picked second Paul. Caleb Porter, all that stuff. I'll go with that. Second Paul. Second Paul was good, too, though. Second Paul gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State store, located at Easton Gateway or ConradsOSU.com. Dick Mashner Ford fan poll, 971thefan.com. Which team has improved the most this offseason, the Bengals or the Browns? Now, this question is not which team is more dysfunctional, well, because then that's easy to answer, but I mean... Personnel improved. Improved. Right. The Browns are the most improved. I mean, I know the Bengals did some work on that offensive line, and that's good. They needed to do that. But the Browns upgraded their, in theory, well, you their went, quarterback position. Yeah. You went from a quarterback who is, let's say, slightly above average. I'll, I'll be that to Baker Mayfield, slightly above average, to a guy who could be, at if he's at the peak of his powers, top five quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, you upgraded. Did you hear Andrew Barry? Today? I didn't get to hear him. I saw... I, I well, mean, you saw the quotes, though. Let me... Here's what I'm... No, I didn't, actually. I'm going to predict this is what he basically said about anything relating to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Well, he pretty... He was a lot of gobbledygook, in the words of Ian Eagle, where he said, look, I understand why Baker's frustrated. You know, he's he's a good player, and... But he said, I'm really not focused on that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, I'm focused on the draft. Andrew Barry is is very good. I heard Bo was bringing this up earlier today. Bishop and Friends, 9 to noon, right here on The Fan. But I heard him bringing up essentially how Andrew Barry is the king of just saying nothing, but sounding like he's saying a lot. And and one thing that you will find whenever you watch Andrew Barry's press conferences, which I've watched plenty of them now, is he will sit up there and say, mm, that, is, that is a really, I appreciate that question. And I'm sure the reporters at some point are like, oh, man, thanks. I appreciate it. Like the first time he you complimented hear that, my question. you're like, that's really nice. And then he'll later on the next time he's like, wow, that is, yeah, that's a solid question. And I, I appreciate why you have to ask that. And it's like, again, gee, that's really nice. And then after like 20 of those, they probably look at all their notes and go, but the answer was 
none of what I was looking for yeah. because that's his way of deflecting is being like, that is a wow, fantastic question. I'm not going to answer it. Is <laughs> basically how that goes every single time with him. Uh, baseball tonight, Reds hosting the Cardinals. Guardians going for their fourth in a row tonight in the Bronx. Jackets and Ottawa tonight at Nationwide. Coverage starts 6.30. Catch all the action right here on the fan. How many more Jackets games do we have? Uh, four or five? I don't know. I haven't paid attention four? to the, the schedule length to see what's left. Yeah, it's four or five. Oh, good. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't look at all, and I'm just guessing based on feel. On maybe maybe if feel. I got another text from my ticket rep. <laughs> Well, how many wins did they say they had? 35. They're rocking with 35. That's right. Uh, Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-71 southbound at I-70. Traffic is stopping go from 5th Avenue in this area. Caution is advised. You'll also find a crash on West Broad Street east of Hague Avenue. This accident also involves injuries. Please be careful here as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 48 hours before you dig, and Ohio811.org will notify utilities to mark underground lines near projects. It's the law. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas are reminding you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man, happy Friday. How we feeling? Feeling great. I feel even better. If you'd give me a piece of the chocolate that you pulled out of your pocket. Yeah, so mm. I just, I, I threw the jacket back on here at work, and I noticed that Jack, or maybe the wife, stuffed an Easter egg with some Easter candy still in it into my two jacket pockets. That's very Left nice. and right. That's, yeah, it's very festive. I got the turquoise blue Easter eggs. I popped one open. Oh, Good God. sound effect. Sound and effect. what is in the first one? None other than the world champ of chocolate, the Lint Francisco Lindor. Listen to me. Oh, it's so good. I get up every single morning looking forward to telling you how you're stupid. However, I've had a lot of chocolate in my life. <laughs> Look at my breasts. You can see that I've had a lot of chocolate. Mm, yes. Expensive, cheap, whatever. You're almost lactating. For my money, the lint truffle Francisco Lindor. It's amazing. Is the best chocolate in the world. You don't even have to eat it. You just oh, pop it you in. Pop it and in, it does the rest. It melts in your mouth. If you chew these, you should be shot. Yes. Like, shot yes, dead. Like ketchup on chicken. Shot. Should not happen. Yeah. Let it melt into a river of chocolate goo. It is delicious. If I have one bone to pick with them, Timmy is fascinated. It is that they've stopped making my favorite flavor. I've looked high and low. I've yeah. gone to the outlet mall at their store. Up what a on, great place, uh, by 71. the way. Yeah, what a great place. You can just get all the all the kinds I've that you want. I looked online. They used to make a peanut butter truffle flavor. It was wonderful. It was delicious. For some reason, they've got all these obscure flavors. They've got passion fruit. They've got salted caramel. They've got cookies and cream. They've got all these flavors. Blueberries they, and cream right, I'm looking at. They've huh? stopped making the peanut butter ones, and I have no idea why. They got almond, you know? Yeah, wh- why would you... 
Why would you get rid of a peanut butter slash chocolate mix of any, any brand, it was wonderful. any maker that's out there? Bone, I mean, what? right? I mean, peanut butter seem, and chocolate hand in like, hand. It would seem like that should be a staple of any confectionery maker. Yes. Is that you have chocolate and peanut butter It's your heavy hitter. If you do chocolate at all, you should have peanut butter. You should be familiar with both, right? You, if you're like, if that's, if you're in chocolate, peanut butter also has to be a thing you're really good at. That's, and caramel too. I think you have to have caramel as well, but that's completely secondary to peanut butter and chocolate. Dang it. Well, this thing go away. It was just trying to read all the different flavors. And now this discount thing keeps popping up. I just had a big, I guess you just big laundry to, you list to... of all the great flavors. And now I, I can't freaking see them. You had your light, your dark, your 60% dark, your 70% dark, your salted caramel. Like you said, the mint, I think the mint. Mint, mint and chocolate. Mint and good. chocolate is just no peanut butter and chocolate, but it's pretty it's good. It's close. It's, it's, it's very close good. for me. It, it, depending on a mood, I could easily go for the mint over the peanut butter. Just for that, you know, you want to feel like you're refreshed while you're ruining your teeth. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I, I understand I, what I you're saying. I it's, do. You know what? Because then, <sighs> but then you get the refreshment when you do the teeth cleansing as well. <laughs> Because then you're like, yes. I got all this minty, chocolatey stuff right. on my teeth. How will I clean it with not chocolate, but still mint? I've got to mint this up again. And then you get like the mouthwash, which also is going to be minty, usually. And then by the end of it, you're just like all mint. What is your favorite mint thing? Me? Yeah. I do like a good mint chocolate chip ice cream. All right. I'm a big fan of Timmy, that. Timmy, your favorite mint thing? Hmm. I mean, mint chocolate chip is off the board now. No, it's not. Why can't you can choose, choose that? That's, that's up there. I mean, that's because it's cold, too. The ice cream, it's cold. Mm -hmm. It's everything that you're I've looking for. I've never been a fan of the mint chocolate mint. chip. I will go no? for a junior mint all day, every junior day. Junior mint is great. Love a junior mint. One of those huge boxes you'd get at the movie theater. How about a mint julep? Never had oh, one. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. That's a good call. I'm not a douche. That's not a douche thing to drink. Yeah, Herbie's drinking one right now. That doesn't matter. Herbie's wearing white pants. Why do you let that drinking oh. a mint julep. So if Herbie yeah. eats a Reese's peanut butter cup, those are off the board Herbie now? Herbie wouldn't. Yes, he would. No, Adam, he would I'm not. sure Adam he does. I, I guarantee you he's not eating a peanut I'm butter sure cup. I'm sure he does. No, he's not. Yeah. The next time, I'm gonna, the first time I see it, I'm going to send you a picture and say, well, get good, bad see news what? for you. Is you going to his house? No, if I see a picture of him out and he's no. just... You know, paparazzi follows him around all the time. If he's got one of those peanut butter cups in his mouth, it's going to you. Hey, you know what? You want this? No, I'm not going to take your chocolate. Take, take it. No, I'm not going to take it. I got more. It. No, your wife and you kid put that you in your pocket. You love them so much, I do. though. Look at, you just said I was lactating. Look at my breasts. Who cares? You're already gone. One more chocolate's not going to... This is a good segment. Not going to take you anymore. Arguing with each other about giving something that they all, right, all Buckeye want. Show. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show? Coming up tonight, we'll hit you with a Power Five. And I'm going to look at some of the biggest jaw-dropping records in the history of Buckeye football. Rank those for you. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan, back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, would you like to learn about a diet fad that isn't really worthwhile? Or okay. would you like to learn about... Uh, how much it stank to live in the past? How how much stinky, how much it stinky stank? past? How stinky? How stinky it was in the past? <laughs> well, they would stank. just throw their poo on the street. Yeah. So. Well, I saw this article. It was basically talking about the five ways that it literally was it stunk to live in the past. Ooh. And they're talking about number. Here's here's one that I I found this term interesting. Of course, bo was a problem. 
for many people oh, prior it's, to, it's, you know. Still, still, still a problem okay, for many but, people. But not everyone, everywhere, every time, every place you go because right, they right. didn't have such things as deodorant. There was just a waft of BO across America. What, what was, was that dust bowl like? Uh, probably not great. But in England, at the Globe Dang! Theater, that's where Shakespeare, of course, set up shop. They actually had a term for people who bought the cheap the chop what that's who the cheap seats they called them penny stinkards because they were noted to have smelled because they couldn't afford the incense or the perfumes that the richer class mm. would wear as they would go to the theater but be assured even the rich back then smelled pretty bad because they too would be wearing these heavy gaudy outfits while they sprayed a little perfume on to start by the end of the night, everybody's The perfume stunk. and the cologne makes it worse. Yeah, How did King right. Louis stay smelling so good under 70 pounds of cloth? He didn't. Uh, <laughs> actually, Super stinky. Louis VIII of France, funny you bring that I up. I know he was stinky. Said he is, he is said to have once proclaimed, quote, I take after my father, I smell of armpits. Ooh, so he just Wasn't he famous time. for, like, taking one bath a year? Um, I think that was... That was actually that might have been true. Louis the Fourteenth was known for having horrible breath, which was also a big problem back in the day. The other ways that it stank everywhere you went in the olden times was garbage was everywhere, poo was everywhere, and uh, dead bodies were everywhere. And they didn't really know what to do with that. <laughs> Obviously, if they lived out in the country, they would just bury the dead, but. You lived in a city, you lived in an apartment on the 30th floor. <laughs> You're lucky if it made it out of the building, right? I mean, that's uh, that was that was where they were back then. So anyway, dad, what's that floating in the Hudson? That's just a dead body, son. If you get the now access, let's take a drink from that water. If we get the access to time travel, just remember to bring your nose plugs, take I some Mitchum. Yeah. Pass it around. Good luck with that. Buckeye show is coming up next. Jacket's time at 6:30. What's after that, Timmy? Oh, little thing called You'll See. We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. An earlier accident has cleared from I-71 southbound and I-70. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow from 17th Avenue as it recovers. You're also going to find some heavy backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Stripping report is sponsored by News Nation. You're looking for real news? News Nation doesn't take sides or lean into political agendas. At News Nation, you get all sides. If you're looking for news without the noise, come back to the news with News Nation. News for all America. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find your television provider. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. 
All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt I on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. Thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I mean, clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do something right. like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell racist well, at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine want, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 